0: Woo. Hello, everybody. It's your old friends at Monday Madness, and welcome to another episode of the That Was Liquid Football Podcast. I should have caught before I started this but well, fuck it. Let's roll with it.
1: <laughs> Coronavirus.
0: Coronavirus. <laughs> it's out there. It's gonna get you. Um, so uh, as ever, we are on hand to talk about all the football that happened in the past week. Uh, because this is what we do now on a Friday night as opposed to you know like doing weird shit like watching the elections or watching actual football that's happening or perhaps even getting into that new box set that we've had. But no this is this is our life now. So um so guys did you enjoy the football this past week?
1: I did. Yeah, actually, I did yeah it was actually yeah. good.
2: Yeah. And not just because uh, Arsenal won um it's also because Man United lost twice mm. in, <laughs> twice in the most hilarious fashion. Um, yes yes Manu were a constant source of amusement for me, right up until the point where I kind of realized that all of this stuff that was going on is probably going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, and then they get in pot the channel. So, yeah, so I'm laughing mm-hmm. while I'm making. I, I am making, making. hay while the sun shines. I am making hubris hay while the sun shines. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to yeah, lie. No, I... Um, I enjoyed that, match, obviously, because the historical inability of arsenal to win at old trafford and then we did Mm -hmm. and it wasn't horrible to watch and it wasn't like i didn't have to do a massive cardio workout to work up my heart rate to an acceptable level to be watching football so (laughs) i think that's a sign of a good match um (laughs) but also die. we had the Women's FA Cup final this weekend, uh, mm. just gone, and that was really enjoyable. And I will yes. get my speak in on that.
0: You will, you will. I, I think that's fair share because of one of the great things. I was to get
1: my speak in. Yeah.
0: Yes, you're, you're politicking for it now in this in this new age where we <laughs> must give women their say. <laughs> there are five minutes on the pedestal, as you say. And you, you might sound cruel, folks, but it was three minutes last year, so we actually are getting better. Um, <laughs> no one of lie I may have at some point over the weekend checked when we were playing Manchester United um, just to see if he can hold Solskjaer can hold out so uh, I'm hoping until about 17th of January I think he can keep the job you know um, really enough, I think
2: he'll hold out until it becomes statistically or should the eventuality that it becomes statistically impossible that they won't get into the Champions League mm. and then they'll jettison him I don't think he'll go before then
0: because that, that makes sense, because that's what they did with Moisey. Once yeah. Moisey couldn't reach the Champions League, he was gone. Like He had missed, yeah. he'd missed his primary objective.
2: The Champions League door closed, he was booted out the exit one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I think that won't happen, which it will be hilarious, because that means that he'll be there for most of this season. But unfortunately, he won't be there for subsequent seasons.
0: Indeed, so, indeed. Uh, it's so sad, really, because he seems like such a lovely man and a lovely bus driver, which is appropriate because that's going to be his next job. So <laughs> yeah, just, he's just he's out of his depth. Yeah, go. yeah. It's not his it's partially his fault. Anyway, so yeah, let's yeah, um...
2: you know, a little bit, it's only partially his fault. We'll get on to what when you talk about the matches, but it is only Absolutely.
0: partially his fault. so yeah. Um so yeah, we, we did have other matches were available this weekend, uh ranging from the tedium to the more interesting. So starting off at the tedium, naturally. Uh, shockingly Man City is here Because they're now One of the boring teams In the league I don't know how It's like the third match in a row They've won 1-0 What's wrong with you, lads? I thought you were supposed to be The fun ones But no, apparently not uh, So they, the Trouts with no crack uh, Beat Sheffield United 1-0 What was that?
2: Yeah. What happens when you don't have forwards?
0: Yeah, pretty much Yeah and
2: the fielding Sterling as a centre forward and he's just not a centre forward. He's a great player, don't get me wrong. A fucking ferocious attacking player. But he's not a forward.
0: No. Whatever forwards,
2: like, he's just not a forward. Daniel,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Neil, call me crazy here, but I believe you're I- I- indicating at some point that Raheem Sterling is not a forward. I is am, that correct?
2: I am nailing, I am nailing my colours to this mask, motherfucker.
0: Yes, right. indeed. Uh, but yeah, there really not much to say about this match really. Sheffield tried to hold firm. City didn't really break them down that much. It kind of took Carl Walker to do it really.
1: Oh, Kyle Walker. Um, oh. they um they shored up the kind of leaky defence that they were threatening to have at the start of the season. Um, so I I presume that has been Pep's um like kind of I suppose task. Like mm-hmm. the current task at hand is to shore up the defence, and then we'll work on scoring goals later. We're still get they're still getting the three points. So once they're keeping that clean sheet and like stopping like horrendous like five two defeats, um, you know that like that, that's you know task number one, objective number one done. Um, yeah. and they're still getting the points. Um, Sheffield have kind of had a mixed bag of a season to be fair. Like I think everyone. Expected the overlapping centre-back to overlap everyone again and take over the league again, but it hasn't really worked out for them, I think, a lot of their tactics and they've let a few players go and not replaced them so, yeah, no I, um, I don't think they're terrible, I think they're still safe but I don't think they're going to have as high-fly a season as they did last season
2: I fully agree with that um, yeah.
0: yeah,
2: I can't really expand on anything other than I think people have them sus um, Yeah, I agree
0: I agree completely. I think people
2: aren't are are fighting for it anymore. So
0: that—that <laughs> that, that was it. It was—it was it a was sheer fact of like the the incredulity of having like Jack O'Connell making a bursting run into <laughs> the opposition box, just like no, get, oh, fuck, he's done it again. And then you realise, oh wait, this is actually what they do. This is how yeah. they confuse people. And um, so like, <laughs> and then suddenly is David McGoldrick a centre back? Sure, why not? Fuck it. Let, let's just have anybody as a centre back. Everyone centre backs. So <laughs> But like, yeah, it's, it's it's that kind of thing. Like, I do feel like the players have kind of got in, like they, they're gonna take a while to bet in, like the likes of uh like Bogle and Brewster in particular. Like Brewster war was he's he's not been great really since he's come in. And uh and that's a shame really, because like ideally he would have hit the ground running. But I suppose in a team like Sheffield you kinda of have to do A lot more than just goals really Like he's in there to to kind of link up play And and kind of play off midfielders and so forth So he's not really done that yet Um, And that's, I don't know if that's been Sheffield's main problem I think it is just a case of like they've been sussed And a lot of teams are finding space where they didn't last season And I think not having Henderson in goal Kind of helps that a bit as well like Ramsdale has, Ramsdale had a great game against City now, in fairness to him. But in those last few games, he was pretty poor. So I think he's just starting to kind of like get to the levels now he needs to be for Sheffield. Um, but much to Burkwatt's point, I think they'll be fine. It's just a matter of like, kind of like early season syndrome, if you want to call it that. Just they haven't just caught fire yet, you know. But uh, I think yeah. they'll be fine. Um, so then, moving on then to uh, Wolves 2, Crystal Palace nil. Uh, again, decent game that happened over the weekend. Just no one really remembered at the time. Uh, not much to do it really. Just Wolves played quite well. Um, it was a kind of a, a, a coming out day for uh Ike Nuri, the uh their new right back who scored a, a lovely goal in his debut and uh, looks like a decent enough talent, really. The Wolves seem to have an uncanny ability to be able to sign players that Jorge Mendez has heard of. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> well, yeah, that works, isn't it? Um but yeah, like uh, it, it's kind of a win that Wolves needed, isn't it? Like they just needed to to kind of catch themselves back on again, really.
2: Yeah, they, they needed to arrest kind of the bit of a slide, if you could even call it, that they're, they're wrong. But it's very mm. much they were in, they were in danger of faltering or stuttering, and this kind of got them up on, you know, just got them back on track. And in all fairness, you can't uh, they couldn't find more accommodating uh, opponents than Crystal Palace. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So. Palace
1: helped
0: him
2: out by going down to ten men as well. So, yeah. You I, I really didn't watch the match, nice. so
1: I can't I can't really comment on it. Um, Jimenez did something for my fantasy football team, but not enough for me to be happy with him. So he's dropped.
0: Well, he did, he, I don't think he scored. I think he got an assist technically. Yeah, got, yeah. yeah. was
2: uh,
0: Yes. Forward. So, bad luck there. You, you clearly picked the wrong. Uh, Jorge Mendes player you'll have to yeah. you have to fix that for yeah. next week um, so moving on then to uh, next up on our list is another loss for Char- Carlo Ancelotti's Everton lads they lost to Newcastle what the 2-1 fuck? what
1: <laughs> the absolute fuck
0: so the question is where has Carlo Ancelotti lost the Premier League here lads um, <laughs> like they, they were doing so well up until the Merseyside Derby then they killed Virgil van Dijk may he rest in peace and since then they just haven't gone over the trauma, really, isn't it? They're, they're overwhelmed with grief, clearly.
2: Oh, they can't play without Charlson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like you take him out of this team, and they're gosh, you know? <laughs> uh, they just they can't do anything. They're they're really, I... they're really terrible. Like, and I yeah. but like they they lost this match two one. The goal that they scored was in like the ninety first minute. Yeah. So like. <laughs> pure consolation like Newcastle had already won at that point by the time they scored this uh, yeah no it was terrible it was absolutely and to be fair
0: Newcastle were by far a better team like they were not it was, like 2-0 is kind of flattering to Everton in a sense like Newcastle kind of had dibs on them more or less throughout the game
1: yeah pretty much I mean yes it was just all- who, who would have thought Callum Wilson would have actually turned out good
2: yeah two goals two well, very good goals you know mm. Um, what fucking hell like yeah just everton they're just reversing persons to mean they can't they yeah. can't play without Charles and that's that's a serious serious issue for them because alright then he's not going to be suspended for like every game mm-hmm. you know you can't go two feet on every leg
1: <laughs> <laughs> you'd hope <laughs> that, that was <laughs> the stupid to... red card though like to get yourself yeah. a, a, like a ban yeah like, it's a half-hearted, horrible lunge. Like, mm. if you're going to go and do a horrible lunge, you go full-blooded into that horrible lunge. You know, Jordan Pickford style. Yeah. But Pickford! this was just shit. <laughs> Pickford! 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 Pickford!
2: But yeah, actually, in all fairness, now. they did try their level best to get another fucking player sent off in this match. They ended off with five yellow cards. Mm. So, they're just... <laughs> yeah, just, the like, horse oh, relish
0: is coming to play again
2: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah. um, it, no they need they need to figure out how to play without Richarlison because yeah he's not going to be suspended for every game they're going to get him back but other teams are going to be looking at this if other managers aren't looking at this and go oh hang on if i just mark him out yeah got nothing.
0: exactly yeah, yeah. What, what i found quite interesting was that they gave uh they dropped pickford for this game to give olsen a a run out who's awesome by the way is this national is the swedish goalkeeper the number one and uh, i can see why he's good he's quite good um like it's okay granted he
2: it was was really seeing Everton with a solid goalkeeper and not one who's a lunatic
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's nice to see someone go for the safe option for a change isn't it like it's nice it's refreshing but um but yeah like it's it's kinda of mirroring your point like Everton don't have the squad the depth and scu- in depth squad they think they do really. As you said, if if when Dinier and Coleman are out of the team, who are their fullbacks? John Joe Kenny and uh, Niels and Cuckoo. That's that's their fullbacks and they're not as good. Uh well I suppose like again they're young players, so you can't expect them to be at the same power, those two players. And again with Richarlison, who's the backup? Sigurdsson? Like the that's it. Sigurdsson is the, is the backup to those front two. And like, oh, no, let's not have Sigurdsson play as a striker. Who are the fuck are you, Carlo Ancelotti or Bob fucking Bradley? Like, come on. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not a tactic. That is absolutely the wrong answer. You know? Yeah,
2: pretty much. They he fielded five central midfielders in this game. Oh. You know? So, you know, shock horror, they'd fuck all wit.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Against a team that has... Miguel Almiron, Alan Saint Maximan, Ryan Fraser, <laughs> Jacob Murphy, all wingers. They were all playing at the same time. I'm I'm yeah. shocked to hear they lost. I'm shocked to hear they lost.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, no, it's oh. just Everton have a uh, they they've they, they, they an Achilles heel and they they're starting to Everton this one up.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely, and the fact they said they've done it in record time really warms the cockles of my heart.
1: <laughs> uh, good old everything—they're
0: always there for me. Um, so let's talk about various shenanigans, lads, shall we? Another two-one result from this uh, match day was Spurs two, Brighton one. Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: So, uh, okay, can I just?
0: Yes, you can. Go, you have the floor here.
1: This is actually going to come up later, so this—I mm-hmm. don't want to speak too much about this but Harry fucking Kane, you know, go die in a ditch. Um, go dive no, in a ditch. Dive in a ditch. Yes, that's what I said. Um, the, <laughs> uh, I just absolutely hate him so much. Mm. Like, I like the thing is, he would have a very, very good scoring record without all the ridiculous bot goals that he's given himself. And um, but his he's like he did um, he backed into Adam Lallana and mm-hmm. uh, earned himself a penalty. You know, I don't think Adam Lallana conceded a penalty. Adam Lallana was fouled. He was fouled. was and, totally fouled. Yeah, and um, and that penalty then like won it for Spurs. Um, well, like I know Son scored afterwards, but like Bale, you know, yeah,
0: Bale Bale scored the winner
1: in the end. Or sorry, Bale. Yeah, the um, <laughs> yeah no, like I I'm. I'm frustrated for Brighton um, because I do think they're a very good team. Neil Mope kind of let them down there by having a bust up in the dressing room pre-match mm-hmm. and kind of yes. um, get themselves dropped from the squad. So um, they were seriously lacking in firepower uh, and therefore um, needed them needed the refs to step up and not buy into Kane's shenanigans. But it didn't happen. And they were really hard on by in the end.
0: Yeah, because this is the second time he's done this this season. I recall he um, there was a replay of him doing it against West Ham, yeah. and he did yeah. more or less the exact same thing.
2: Oh, Creswell though. Now the thing is, is that like the Creswell one made rounds because far more horrendous fell because like more credit to him. Alan Lalana Al- 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 isn't is old and <laughs> couldn't jump as high as Creswell. Good Creswell's, yes. like you know, fair bit of springing and big strapping lad, whatever, like. When Kane turned around to look at Creswell to see where he was before he backed into him, he was actually looking at Creswell's hips. If you look at the fucking clip, yes, he turned around, he's looking at Creswell's hips and then backs into him. But what's funny about the the thing with Lalana is that even McGu- even Kane's not even actually playing for a penalty. Like it is a dive, but he's not playing for a penalty. When I mean, you see him, he's actually trying to shimmy out of the box
1: because mm. he doesn't
2: think. That if he does this in the box, he'll get a penalty. He thinks, Oh, if I do this in the box, it'll be a free out. But if I do it outside the box, I'll get a free just outside the box. So he's actually trying to get out of the box before he hacks Lalana out of the fucking air. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then back into another player in the air. Very nearly very nearly egregiously harm him. Mm. And then get a penalty for it it's,
1: it's, it's the kind of thing that in Gaelic football it is a str- like a sin bin in women's yeah. game like it's a straight sin bin in the women's game and, or you know if it's done with that obvious intent it's a straight red
0: yeah it's it's, isn't same, it the same in rugby isn't it rugby it's a red card it's different
1: uh,
2: well it depends in rugby it depends on how the player lands Okay. Yeah. If, you tackle, if you tackle a player in the head uh, in the air in the head in the air and they go what's the, what's known as a crop uh, they go over the horizontal so in, hmm. you know, if they come down head first or if they come down upper body first then it's a red tackling yep. a player in the air and he comes down feet first you just get the end. end. Okay. So yeah it, but it, it,
1: it is like, a straight then yeah. in, in rugby if it's you know the safer end of the tackle and yeah. um, and the fact that like he has learned that he can get away with this because he's hundred, Harry Kane if if this was, and I, you know, I am going to throw out. If this was Granite Jacka, that's a straight red for Granite Jacka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. If it's um, <laughs> I was like, if it's Salah, it's probably a penalty to Salah. Um, I'm a, it, I'm
0: a, now I'm actually glad you mentioned this because um, <laughs> they made a big song and dance about Salah's felt uh, Salah being fouled in the box. Now, yeah. right? Here's the here's the here's the false equivalence here, right? Mohamed Salah does get. Con- there is contact between him and Masawaku. Masawaku does clatter his foot and he falls kind of the opposite way. It's kind of one of those weird like fucking like bumps that like wrestling trainees learn their first day and then realize, OK, I have to go the opposite way. Cool. So yes, yes he has absolutely gone down to demonstrate he's been felled. Right. That is like the like, attacking players are taught that that is what they're, don- they're told to do because half the time they will not get the penalty, even with fire. Sometimes they won't do it. Because we've seen at the fucking with the paper Van Dyke thing, apparently Vardas goes, What? Sorry, no, I was looking for offside. What happened? You know, <laughs> doesn't matter. But with Kane, that is so blatant. Like they, they tried to put the two together. I think it was Sky or I think it was BT who, who kind of like compared the two. It was like, You're comparing apples and oranges here, lads, right? You have Salah who was legitimately fouled by a player. And went down yes went down dramatically to make it obvious to a Rosie that every that he was felled well Harry Kane he is literally backed in he has endangered an opponent in order to get himself a penalty knowing that when var rolls it back frame by frame slowing it down he will look like he has been felled by someone trying to lumber over him like that's manipulation that's simu- that is simulation to me that's a dive he
2: looks behind himself to see exactly
0: you can see that frame by frame. Like, you can legit yeah. see the intent in it. And, and he we won't were, give it to him.
2: Yeah, we were saying this when it was when we were watching it and that occurred, and I was like, look, this is going to continue until he paralyzes another player. Yeah. And then they'll bring in rules against it, and then when people try and use it against Kane, the line that would get trotted out. It was the same thing when, when fucking Son broke up. Who was it? Whose ankle did he fucking absolutely annihilate? Um, Gomez. Gomez, yeah. Mm, well, Andre Gomez, yeah. Fair not the type of player despite the, the fact that he's done it twice already this season he's done it constantly last season it's a thing that he does you know yeah. and Cresswell I think was very lucky because Cresswell nearly comes down on the shoulder like, the, mm. like he'll snap a collarbone doing that like very easily Um, Lalana, as I said before doesn't actually get enough height but in any case but even then like Afterwards, then they stop doing it. Like um the very next high ball that Kane has to contend with, is he's up against Basuma, and Basuma doesn't jump. And Kane turns around and looks at him, but Basuma's like, "No."
1: Yeah.
2: Right there, and actually, Kane turns to look at him, and go, oh, "Is he doing?" Oh fuck, he's still on the ground. Fuck it, no. Mm.
1: It's absolutely I, I think that I think there's more benefit letting Kane win that ball and then do the same to him. <laughs>
2: No, he, but he's yeah. not contesting the ball. He doesn't jump for the ball. That's the point. Yeah. The thing about it, and actually go back because we mentioned rugby as an analogue for this. In rugby, if you, if two you players jump for the ball, they can contest for it. You're allowed to actually yeah. tackle a player in the air if you are also in the air. You cannot mm. tackle a player in the air if you are not in the air. Because if you're not in the air and the ball is, then you cannot be said to be contesting for that ball.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. It's it's unbelievable the fucking mental gymnastics that went through people's heads to try and just. And nobody's talking about this. Nobody's talking about the Kane thing. Nobody's talking about it. And it's another fucking Shearer thing. It's another fucking Shearer thing. Shearer, when he got made England captain, he got away with fucking hatch jobs on other players. You know, fucking, because he was talking about it. And I was sitting there, sitting there, thinking about it, going, Oh, no, who was it? It was Soonis. Soonis was yeah. chatting shit about um, yeah. the fucking Salah thing as well, like, crapping on about it. I was like, hang on, didn't you fucking put a player into early retirement? Mm. Who Fuck, I'm going to have to go and look that up. But I remember fucking Soonis yeah. actually did put a player into... He wrecked another guy's ACL, but it was back in, like, the 90s when that was like, oh, that's it, you're done, mate.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, you're, you're done.
2: done. Bye, bud. Bye, yeah, Sunis, Sunis did that to another player. So I'm, like, sitting there going, like, what the fuck? But, <laughs> no, no, we'll continue on. We'll continue on. When we get to the cards. I'll, I'll bring yes. up. I'll bring part up yeah. two
0: of this uh, Harry Kane's yeah. saga will begin in the cards. It's
2: to do a Harry Kane. It's to do an thing.
0: Oh, yes, of course. Fair enough. So, he's not a diver. He's just a lovely man, obviously. not that way. He's not that type of player, Neil. He's not that type of player. And I resent the allegation.
2: reportage around it, which is why was...
0: Oh, trust me It grinded my gears as well Um, So Next on my list, lads Is Fulham's first win of the season And here's the thing It wasn't a a false alarm either They were actually really good They beat West Ham 2-0 What's wrong?
2: They're they're full on Red hot Full tilt Maximum power all the time Strategy has to work sometime You know (laughs) A clock's
0: right twice a day
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Stop watching right twice today, you know, and eventually Scott Parker's uh Fulham so. Fulham are going to do it. And yeah. fair play to them. they were actually good money for this win, they really were. Like, I was surprisingly upstaged yeah. by this match. I was watching this guy, I literally had this on in the background because I was watching the baby, and I was like, Neh. Will like, I pay this any attention other than my daughter. Oh, my daughter's going to get my attention. And then I was like, actually, you know what? The bits of this I thought. <laughs> 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 have, have a teddy and shut up. I want to watch this. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I, I also had this on just for the sake of having football on. Um And yeah, it was decent. Like, there were some good triangles of play, like, some good passing moves, some good. Um, Like it wasn't necessarily that Fulham like hammered West Brom because West Brom did have like half chances, Hmm. but yeah, no, it it was it was an entertaining game, and and, yeah, well done to Fulham, and finally getting off the mark. And I said they'd be safe at the start of the season, and look who's laughing now because they're gonna be safe by the end of the season.
0: I love that. I love I love the I love the flip flopping.
2: Yeah, she's literally everything crossed there, including her lungs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
0: <that> <laughs> she's, a, she, she's actually changed her tune so much. She's actually wearing flip flops, saying this. That's uh, how. Everybody. That's how serious this is.
1: It's um, too cold for flip flops. Yeah,
0: Nonsense! Be, Nonsense! <laughs> everyone in Newcastle strongly disagreeing with that assessment but uh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah i I, I mirror that like the Fulham team is weird like I wouldn't call it a team it's just like it's a really good group of indi- individuals like really talented players like you got Ola Aina who's like this great attacking fullback and decides you know what? I'm going to play central midfield for five minutes and everyone goes cool yeah go for it man and, yeah, and Adam yeah. Lukman deciding like see that goal over there yeah the one that's 50 yards away yeah watch this and he try and dribble towards the entire thing Uh, and then Mitovich who basically like literally goes up to opposing centre-backs going I'm killing you tonight no really I'm going to kill you tonight (laughs) You know, so it's like, it's it's such a weird, eclectic mix of people. And you have this like current PSG keeper, like in the sticks going like, <laughs> this Premier League's a laugh lads, isn't it? I have no idea what's going on. So like, it's it's just, it looks like really wonderful, organized chaos sometimes. And we'll, we've slagged it off in the last few weeks for being like a, a team with no plan, with, team, with no organization. And as we, myself and Neil just said there, sometimes this kind of works. So when you have like a West Brom team, we're kind of the same way. Like they're not, not, not too far away from that and um, doing more or less the exact same thing it is just like two like massive like high powered cars destruct destroying each other and perhaps one with like the most wheels wins out you know kind of way that's the way i kind of looked at it um more more power to them, I say.
2: far less I say far less end product i mean both of them went into this game with their joint top scores on a grand total of two goals <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say uh, the cars had engines <laughs> Never yeah. specified. All
2: went anywhere particularly fucking well. Uh, exactly. They were pretty good. Um, Scott Parker really talked the team up, saying that they were going in the right direction. And up until this game, I was like, "Okay, Scotty, well, <laughs> can, I, can, I have, can, I have, can I have the number of your weed dealer? Because he's selling <laughs> you, like,
0: <laughs> Don't do a dealer waistcoat great. dealer while you're at it." Yeah, uh, yeah, but um,
2: yeah, I'm like, I think. On the basis of this, although in all fairness, you're up against the team. They're up against has like Ivanovic as a centre back. So, yeah, you know. I
0: have, I have this grain of salt. Uh, would you like to, Would anyone like this grain of salt? <laughs>
1: so,
2: like I don't think they got a fair. I don't think they got a really stern test. No, but in any case, this does actually mean that. When it comes when they come up against teams in and around their level, they're actually capable of duking it out because I think mm. that's their only source of points is teams yeah. in and around them.
1: Oh yeah, they're not going to take any their points off the big the big, like six or us us anything us like us that. Us
0: no, that's yeah. it. Yeah, although uh, funny enough, great the great imagine the thing about this is that if Fulham were to win uh, this weekend and Man United doesn't. Full will be head of Man United, which I just think is a magical thing of the. Premier
1: oh, that would be amazing. Who are Full oh. playing at the weekend then? Oh, they're up against ham
0: Yes. Isn't
1: it? The full
2: ham vs Ham.
0: I do believe so, yes. Oh. I think it's a, I think it's a it's a Full it's Ham Derby. It's a Gammon Derby that's it. <laughs> the,
2: the Hang sandwich
0: The hang sandwich derby. Change approved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. So we uh, we move on to uh, actually talking about hams. Uh, Liverpool two, West Ham one. And um, so West Ham gave us a bit of a scare, lads. Um, it's I think it's fair to say they caught us they caught us cold in the start of the first half, and then we kind of played our way into it a little bit. Got the obviously you mentioned the Salah penalty that kept it one all, and then uh, curious enough, it was actually our subs that got us out of trouble. Um, it was Shaqiri and Jota linking up. Jota. Having quite a week, I think it's fair to say he's been relatively busy, um, a and an uh,
2: incredible player, man.
0: Yes, Holy
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
2: in all fairness, like when I, I knew we were obviously I knew we were going to come on to be talking about this match, but um, hmm. you know, in all fairness, like if you're talking about anything else other than Jota, even with the stupid amount of bullshit going on about Salah, my Christ, Jota, what a. Fucking signing, and I'm literally like wet with jealousy. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: I've,
2: I I was in all fairness when you signed him, I I did not have high hopes for him. I was kind of laughing. I did think Wolves maybe slightly pulled your pants down because what they got 40 million out of his for him.
0: I, I don't want to get into details of Michael Edwards, but in a matter of, it will be 40 million by the end of the yeah,
2: contract. It's still 40, yeah, it will be 40 million, yeah. Yes. And uh, so I was thinking, oh, get your pants pulled down there. I, uh, but uh, no, yeah. she, holy shit. Like He's already looking like he's going to be well worth the fucking cash. In particular, I'm gonna, we're going to briefly touch on that, but he was even better in Europe whilst you're in this match. And holy shit, because... The thing about Liverpool, when I look at that front three, you kind of think, everybody thinks, how the fuck are you going to replace them? And I thought, oh, Cop's not done that. He's gone in the opposite direction and just added a fourth guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it is. That's so I was thinking. That's, fuck it. I don't know how he's managed to do it. I don't know how he spotted that, because I would not have done it. But mm. he clearly saw somebody in Jota, a guy, I'll, I'll draw parallels to another Arsenal player, El Neni, a guy with zero ego just wants to get in, put his head down, roam with the ball and do his best, whether it's for one minute or for the 96th minute. Mm. Um, that's all he wants. All he wants to do is just play ball. He just wants the ball. Yeah. And fast. I'm going
1: You can see, like, obviously, uh, talking about the Euro matches during the week, like, he scored... What Did he get the hat-trick?
0: He got a hat-trick, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, got the hat-trick. Um... But, like, literally, there was no celebration. Um, he was trying to emulate Viv Miedema, like, with his lack <laughs> of acceptance. It was just like, yeah, finally, we scored a goal. Great, let's get on with the fucking match, guys. Yeah. Um. And I like that about him. I think just because he reminded me of Viv Miedema, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's cool. Mm. But, yeah, I, I agree with Neil that I didn't think um it was the most amazing signing for you guys. Like, I think he was a great player at Wolves. He got me loads of... uh points in my fantasy football team but i could never actually remember which team he played for um but actually. uh yeah he he's turned out he, he's uh, been quite good and yeah like he, yeah he should be getting all the headlines for you at the minute like not mm. not sellers fucking stupid buying penalties crap yeah but uh, I, yeah no I, he, totally he's good not-
0: yeah like it's it's funny. Like I think you're you're right in the sense that his kind of signing went under the radar. But that's more more as because like Liverpool, like Twitter, literally went into volcano mode because Thiago was potentially arriving, so much to the point where they were trying to find out right what black Mercedes van would he arrive in? What's the reg? What's the driver's name? What's his blood type? What tires is on the van? <laughs> Like, Man,
2: seriously, Arsenal Twitter is so me- so far ahead of you. Like we're tracking mm-hmm. planes in the fucking sky. Oh,
0: we've done that. We've we've moved past <laughs> yeah, that phase. We did that for we did yeah, have a van Dyke. Yeah,
2: right. We invented that shit. Get fucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, but for real, like, yeah, I think the Jota thing like kind of went under the radar. And again, the more you kind of hear about the deal we made with Wolves, fucking Christ, like this is like the steal of the century. And um, briefly, the first. Like see, year of his contract is essentially free, right? Because if you remember, the uh, we sold off our youngster Hoever to uh, Wolves just briefly, just like quickly before we signed Jota for like ten million, right? That's technically the ten, first ten million of that contract for Jota. We're now going to We're now going to pay ten million each year for the next five years for uh, to Wolves. So in a manner of speaking, like the the Hoever was like a make weight for Wolves so that we can play jota 10
1: million for a guy i've literally never heard of it's purely down I to
0: reputation it. it's how he plays I in the youth it. league. It's, <laughs> it's it's all markup it's sell-up that's all it is but again like when you hear like 10 million that's another crazy money but then you realize oh there's like two million each year or whatever it is it's how we do business now it's, it's how most clubs do business now Yeah, uh, it's really and how do you even
2: get to two million
0: not, don't ask me uh, Don't ask me I don't know fucking
2: game. We can't even give away Gwendoosie And he's a centurion <laughs> He's actually got over 100 He's actually got over 100 caps For fucking Arsenal In the league In the league I'm not talking about All competitions In the league He's got more than 100 fucking Premier League caps for us
1: We can't even give The fucker away
0: When I get Michael Edwards' number I'll make sure to, to forward it on And you can, have, you can ask right, him right, cool, yourself.
1: Thank, Cheers for that Cheers for that Appreciate yeah, it bro
0: cheers. Yeah. Cheers. I'm, I'm trying to help man I'm trying to help <laughs> <laughs> uh, moneyball, all moneyball ads. But um, but yeah, the one thing, I, the two things I would say about this match in particular was that uh, we've been, we have this kind of like rotating like extras crew now for centre backs, and um, so it seems like in Europe we're playing Reese Williams, who's nineteen and played in the conference last year, and he's fucking amazing. Like I yeah, he's genuinely, I, player, I'll have to he's so he's good. He's, like it's it's, it's surreal. He looks so hair. comfortable on the ball. You know. Um, and,
2: yeah. No. He's tidy enough. Um, Who's the other guy? Phillips.
0: Yes, Nate. Nate Phillips. So he he's kind of feel yeah. he kind of slotted in. He's been with us for years, but the problem is that like he's always been fifth or sixth choice, and he's always been reserves and youth leagues and on loan. And there's like yet yeah, like last week was his actual debut, and he's been at the club for like six years, I think, something crazy yeah. like that. He's, again, he's he's just good. He's just a decent enough defender. But it's often the case with these big teams; they need to be a defender and something else. You know, like he's just a solid centre back. You get he'd get a move to a Premier League team and he'd do great there. You know, um, and yeah. which is probably what happens in January, to be honest. Well, uh, however, like it's he it, it looks good. Like I, I don't know what we will field in, against Man City, though. That's a that's a curious thing. You, no, you the second won't. thing,
2: th- you won't, um, no. because actually, because I was actually going to go into this, and this is a very nice segue. Well, if Fornals had his shooting boots on, he could have very easily leveled us up. He had two opportunities, if mm. damaged, to fucking level. Yeah. It. And <laughs> like we've we've always been saying that West Ham needs firepower. And I, mm. I know Fornals scored the one goal that he did get. But he really, really probably should have racked up. He probably should have been odds on for his hat trick. Um, mm. Because West Ham had three shots on target. They were all really fucking good. They all fell to him, and he fucked them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he didn't fuck one of them, obviously. He scored one, but he he, he, sh- he really should have. The other two that he should have he should have scored. I mean, well, if you were talking about a striker of a higher calibre,
1: mm.
2: um, you, you'd have been like, how did he not score that? You know, um, only for the fact that Pablo Formals (laughs) were not going, what the fuck, how did he miss that? But he really, he really should have. And his profligacy, not saying let Liverpool off the hook, but allowed you into the game, gave you a nice avenue in there. And I think also demonstrated why Liverpool, not Liverpool, she's why West Ham need a bit of firepower. They need more than Antonio. Up mm-hmm. front yeah. like if when you take you when you imagine that if you're if you're heading up a team and your sole attacking uh fucking output is Antonio,
0: you're uh you're in trouble, man. Yeah. It's it's always well, a principle like it goes without saying that if Antonio was playing, this game would be very, very different, and obviously West Ham would play quite differently too. Well,
2: They'd happily. I think one of those chances Antonio would not have missed. because It was pretty much identical to a goal that he scored earlier on in the season. Mm-hmm. I can't actually remember.
0: It's no, probably not, the yeah not Spurs good. game. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: but um, yeah, it's it's he's done this before, and when <laughs> the chance fell to four and I was like, that's half okay, but uh, yeah. no, it, it's no it, it was really good it was actually a, d- a decent game mm-hmm. very good and well you know entered the Jota. happy
0: exactly, yeah again and the the, the one uh, really lovely thing about this game was the Shaqiri assist like this oh, guy oh, yeah. this was this is assist the season already like holy christ <laughs> The fact that he can, like, like genuinely, like, you might think, like, when you're looking back at it, oh, he's looking to get Mane, he was offside. No, no, he was waiting for Jota to make the run. You yeah, can see, because yeah. there's a little look he gives Jota just beforehand. He sees, I think it's um, Ogbonna that's about to commit and, like, try and square off. And he goes, right, not make. And the ball just rolls through. Jota runs on it, and it's on, and, and it's dead on, like. Because we had just got a goal chalked off there beforehand. So, like, legitimately, he was like, okay, no way to move, and let's keep going. And the fact it, it feels so nice having Shakiri back because that's what he does. Like it did it, It's like letting off a tactical nuke. Sometimes it just it's like, yeah. okay, right. So it seems like um, our normal tree and Tiago and all this stuff is riding. right. Right. Give, give me the red button. Yeah, I want the red button. Yeah, yeah. Shakiri. <laughs> red
2: button with the two gigantic calves. Yes. On give me and one. a fox. <laughs>
0: And a really yeah, clammy the, Brian Kerr. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, the tactical
0: nuke that does not skip leg day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, which means that which surely means that the Man City game is gonna be so fucking tasty, isn't it? Like
1: Oh, it's gonna be so much fun.
0: It's gonna be fascinating, it's gonna be a cracking and nil all draw.
1: Fully
2: enough, even though I'd rather have a tooth pulled without anesthesia than watch a city game, I probably will tune into this one.
0: I think you should. I think you should. It's fascinating. We've got no defenders. They've got no attackers. Both managers are going to have to improvise. It's going to be fascinating. I I, I could see Shakiri being centre-back.
2: Literally going to be the clash of the field. The
0: yeah. clash of the field. But see, that's the fascinating thing? We, we won't have Thiago. So I, so we're going to be like as functional as it gets. So we have no Fabinho, no Thiago. It looks like Matip's back, which is good. Uh, so You have
1: Thiago, you'll be grand.
0: This is, yeah. it. I think, I honestly do think for is out of the team. Now, I think Johnson's played himself oh, in. No, I
2: don't. I don't think so because, well, he's definitely not out of the team this season. Probably not next season mm. because squad depth is so necessary um, this season, in particular, with the compressed schedule that the players oh, yeah. are going to have. So, yeah, that was. The, I mean, like, I've I've always said that like the main Achilles heel of your Liverpool team has been squad depth, and that you don't have any, mm. and fuck me like the amount he stressed in a way i didn't think it was possible to do so um i definitely didn't think jota would be this good and even last year i was saying like you know what? it's injuries that are going to fuck you up if you if you get injuries injuries you're going to be fucked and even mm. then even this season kind of proves it like you've got an injury to one player one fucking player in that entire fucking team one player goes down injured for the whole season quite badly i admittedly and know people are like writing his off completely as title contenders. Not, I know. I, <laughs> I, I didn't get to of it like, And don't get me wrong, Van Dyke, I'm not, Van Dyke is a superb, he is a literal elite tier op- operator. But there's, there's 10 other fucking players on the f- pitch. Like, he doesn't want score goals. goals. He's not scoring <laughs> Well, he, he actually was at a few games last season for us yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> One game where he scored both goals and then walked off the pitch going, we can't play that badly and keep going like this. Yeah, yeah, yes. I remember that. Yeah. One of the best post-match interviews I've ever seen. He's like, we were fucking terrible. We were terrible out there. He goes, <laughs> you know, and he's sweating because he's like, I, he, he's literally had to do the scene in The Simpsons where Nelson Mons is like, go long, go long. <laughs> Ah do I'll just
1: do it myself. <laughs> no,
2: yeah. Quite literally defending at the back and scoring at the front because nobody else was doing fucking anything. So, so yeah, I do not yeah, get me wrong, he's a big loss, but like there's ten other fucking players on the pitch, and you've got yeah
1: you're you're winners of the Premier League, like cop the fuck on. You shouldn't yeah, be relying it. on one player. Yeah, like,
0: no, I, I agree with that. Like I mean, we're champions for a reason, so we have to kind of keep it that way. And much of the point like if you do look at the the numbers, we have not been able to to field a full strength team if you like uh, since uh, f- ever in the in the season so far. We've missed. We've had Allison now. We've had Fabinho yeah, well, we and had out. Team. Welcome to
2: being Arsenal.
0: Exactly. Like it's not a, it's not an issue. Like we do our, have the players there. there.
2: seasons where we couldn't feel the full fucking strength team. <laughs> like, um, I like,
1: how, like I like I remember the days, days. I remember the. Well. <laughs> yeah exactly. like I, I could just imagine Joe Montemurro just going one fucking player
0: <laughs> <laughs> you fucking chicken me timbers what uh, <laughs> Shave, uh, shame hey, a baller fuck
2: you Tim. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just there knocking on like uh, Melwood's door going hello is James <laughs> Milner allowed to play he's like no no we need him oh hey, alright hey, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll come back toy. tomorrow uh, so yeah <laughs> so yeah anyway let's move on to a top three then or oh, sorry beg your pardon top four how rude of me to exclude Burnley versus Chelsea it was a regulation 3-0 win Chelsea ex- yeah yeah, yeah.
1: A terrible Burnley
0: team that. we can exclude yeah, that skip that <laughs> it's, all right, Burnley are terrible
1: yeah. what, the a
0: game that happened it was indeed a game like, that people,
1: happened people were like oh this is a return of good Chelsea It was like no it was the return of shit Burnley so let's move yeah. on yeah let's be
0: very very good point there yeah. I couldn't say that like the, the
2: fact that we're about to go into a Burnley Chelsea analogy, uh, sorry, match analysis, and they've just had a four-score draw with Brighton, and by the way, that's the exact <laughs> I've got because I've got another screen here, and the match report is just pinged up, and the actual headline of the match report is four-score draw leaves both teams in relegation trouble. It is week eight, is the game week eight? Yeah, week eight, yeah, and that's the shit i went up with. So like. No, I I don't want to talk about about Burnley Chelsea. No, I I
0: agree. I I agree. (laughs) I mean obviously it's a resurgent Frank Lampard's Chelsea finally getting their players to gel in and work together against a truly egregious team. (laughs) Some of it's it's a training game.
2: the thing about, all right, people people going on about Chelsea being potential title contenders because the league right this season is so fucking fucking crazy. It's it's mm-hmm. it's totally off its meds. Um, I, I was like, no. In order for Chelsea to win this, like Frank Lampard's got to be an awful lot better a coach than he, kind of <laughs> than he
1: currently is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's just it. Like I, I don't I don't.
1: Emma Hayes could have like an ear, like on the other end of an earpiece, just talking tactics into his ear, and then they could win the league.
0: Yeah, it's it's the, the only man marking. Man marking. Fucking man marking.
2: Fuck it, I'll do it myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, fucking kneecaps him. Uh, yeah, like no. Uh, yeah, other than he goes full Manchurian candidate for Emma Hayes. <laughs> <I
1: don't-
2: laughs>
0: That's a image. I don't image. see
2: how else. I don't see how I, I don't see Chelsea winning unless like literally everybody else. And I mean, capitulate to a fucking horrendous degree.
0: That's it, um, yeah. I, I'd be kind of inclined to say, yeah. the same, say the same way. And to be fair, yeah, the I only thing
1: about this too long, let's move on.
0: Yeah, exactly. The
2: only interesting part about match analysis is that this the Southampton Newcastle game is just kicked off
1: and it's fireworks, apparently. It's all of it.
0: it's uh, I think it's the Remembrance Station. Oh, poppy shit, poppy wank bastards. Anyway, all the poppy Yeah, Let's let's move on from that unpleasantness. And um, so uh, our top three starts off with uh, a very significant result for Arsenal, as they broke their hoodoo at <laughs> <in> Old Trafford <laughs> for the first time in one thousand years or something like that, as they beat Man United one nil. Uh, I think we all watched this game. 14. I think it's fair to say. What what were your guys' thoughts 14. on it? Great. I, funnily
2: enough, I was wrong. It, i was listening to the arse blog in the run up to this and he made it quite a point in posting that the one hour between the team being like the team listing being posted up online and the match actually kicking off just kind of like an hour or so gap there mm-hmm. is quite possibly the worst to be on social media for because
1: that's
2: <laughs> all the toxicity just gets blended into that one fucking hour yeah um and I have to admit, I was kind of part of it. I'm like, I was absolutely wrong. Uh, I even said to you, we were chatting before the match, and I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck has he done? He's fielded it. He's slow team. I wanted Nicolas Pepe running at Luke Shaw because that's quite literally proverbial rabbit and a hare. Rabbit and the tortoise. Um, only in real life, where the fucking rabbit smoked the goddamn tortoise. <laughs> but um, no, he went for midfield stability and control. Mm. holy shit it fucking worked like a charm it was brilliant it was great It,
1: It it was genuinely enjoyable the first half especially we had so many chances that we had so many good chances and so much good play that I I think I said to you at halftime, time like, right, wait for us to be undone by a fucking stupid fucking goal in the last minute.
2: Uh, Jay's J- McNichols, yeah, Gunnar blog, actually tweeted out at time. He's like, I promise to not forget all the great play we mm. did in the first half when we inevitably go down and lose this 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> and he tweeted out at time, and everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, because it was so many shades of the last game because we mm. absolutely pissed all over Leicester in the first half of that game and got nothing for it and then we come to Old Trafford it's Manchester United granted it's a dire Manchester United but it's still like fucking a team worth of 420 million that were on the pitch let on the bench Mm. Um,
1: and it's a team that no matter how shit they have been in previous years have still managed to psychologically beat us and therefore beat us on the pitch pretty Um, much it was a team that
2: uh, Leipzig fucking 5-0 that had got, that had gone and beat a full strength Paris Saint
1: Germain. I, 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 did see, like, I've seen a few people mention this. I think Arsblog blog was one of them, as well as I think, um, I think it might have been Arsenal Vision podcast kind of mentioned that after they had smoked Leipzig, um, five nil, like, and they'd done it using their usual speedy forward tactics. Like, we had said talking about this last week that like, um, they didn't actually deserve those goals, like those goals. Not not yeah. that they didn't deserve them, but like they were like caught on the break, their typical, you know, speedy forwards, getting the ball up top really quickly, bamboozling the defense and getting a getting a goal. And we set up just not letting them get the forward's way. Like they oh, were totally. completely marked out of it. And I I remember um in the Liverpool if was it was at the FA Cup final, um, where he's he started El Neni, and I was like, Oh, oh no, it's uh, the the Shield, yeah, I oh, was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, sorry,
0: sorry, yeah.
1: One. Um, I was like, El Neni, he's back, and I never had a, anything against El Neni, uh, but I don't think I've ever loved him much right now. Uh, he was immense, like, he just ran Fuck so much, he was so bad. His range of passing, like his work ethic, like is, has been getting the plots, I know, across social media and stuff. But like his vision, I thought, was excellent. Like he, yeah. It was like he had ozil eyes because he was not put kind of in a defensive me, like kind of format, whereas he was able to see that someone was making a run and he was like, you know, in his peripherals, able to position himself to be able to attack the ball and win it. And between him and party, the kind of offensive defensive work that they did, as in the first the front foot tackle to break mm. away from the player, was just something that we haven't seen. I like, and I know we're gushing over a one nil win over a shite United team. I had like Fred and stuff, but it was just refreshing that the work ethic and the performance actually paid off because that hasn't happened in a while.
2: It was a gr- it was a great thing and. Um... Obviously, the clip that's making the fucking absolute rounds on Twitter is the clip of him running down both Luke Shaw and Scott McTominay in the 92nd minute. Yeah, um, absolutely sprinting to close down McTominay, forcing McTominay because this is when Arsenal are all back. So he's the mm. only player around in that in around the halfway line. He sprints to McTominay, forces McTominay to pass back to Luke Shaw, then forces then high. Hockey's himself about twenty yards to Luke Shaw, and closes him down, and Luke Shaw has to pass it all the way back to the keeper. I'm going, fuck, this is like minutes. Again, we're going to be like banging out Arsenal Twitter all this day. But even James McNichols actually tweeted saying, "El Nenny's energy levels are actually making me kind of emotional." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm going,
0: fuck yeah! I'm
2: like, fully enough, fork about you and I have actually seen him in the flesh do this. Mm-hmm. We've actually mm. witnessed him do this and going, This guy's some kind of weird cyborg. And this is before he went to went out on loan. And I thought when he went out on loan, the problem is the reason why he went out on loan, because a friend of mine asked me, it's like, Why did you send him out on loan? He's always because he've always been saying he's been this good. Well, not this this good, but he's always been saying he's been a good seven out of ten player. Why did you yeah. send him out on loan? And I went, Because he got injured at the start. Of um Emory's reign. So when Emery came in, he was injured. And then when he came back from injury, Emery's like, nah, you're not the right kind of player. And he fucked him out on loan to Besiktas. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And I uh, just when he came back, everybody thought he was finished. But then Arteta had played with him, not just knew he's a player. He, he had played with him and knew that he brings and Again, we'll come back to the callback I made earlier on. He comes in with zero ego and he comes in with 100% effort, 110% effort all the fucking time. He will literally run himself into the ground. And
1: I remember he hit a ball in the match that we went to see. Yes. It was in the build-up play to one of the Giroud goals. So it got overlooked because Giroud scored. Um but the ball by El Nenny was absolutely exquisite. I remember just turning around to you and going, oh my God and then completely getting distracted by what's going on the pitch. Yeah but like I've always kind of remembered like that that pass is one of the memories that sticks out because it was quickly followed up by
2: That was the fourth goal where Giroud had to slide in for it, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, mm. I think so. If yeah. I I I could I, I was hopped up on a lot of drugs back then, so We're um it was really But yeah, no uh I'm really glad that he's getting another shot. Um because I've always like I said, not thought he was the best thing ever, but I've always liked him as a player. Um I always I think because when you had the likes of him and Ozil on the pitch, you'd see the kind of work rate difference of them, yeah. and I think that's why I always kind of liked them. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, that was good. That was, I enjoyed that, and we we're kind of adding to the misery of the Man United fans, which uh, that's always always a positive.
0: Yeah, it always helps. Well, I Absolutely. always maybe you maybe you guys kind of kind of maybe agree with me on this one, but I think like I. I one thing I've noticed from the Arteta team is that it seems to it seems to reward hard work a lot more than more recent Arsenal teams. Whereas with like say with Wenger, you always had to like rely on the kind of natural talent and just like the world-beating ability of certain players. And then with with Emery, it was all about like it was all about the the tactical setup. It was all about that so compact midfield and fast play up and getting all this to play out and kind of thinking on your feet a little bit, a little bit kind of a more chaotic in a way. Whereas with Arteta, like it, it's actually it's actually working to your advantage if you're a hard worker, if you're putting in the shift, if you're doing the mileage, and that's why the likes of El back on the team because that's kind of his best asset. Is his work rate and his attitude, his ability to stay in the game, and hence why you have the likes sort of Partey in the team, and uh probably Cedric actually I put in that category as well, but more so the likes of Tierney, who is like, he's very similar in, in, ter- in terms of uh, fullback to Robertson, and again <laughs> I don't know, if it's just the thing with Scottish fullbacks; they are just generally nutbags. But it, it certainly helps anyway. <laughs> um, but like, but even no, this, a even a Tesco though, like,
2: bag of... yeah,
0: Tesco bag man of course. How foolish oh, of me. Uh,
2: did you have Adams in your
1: fantasy football team, Birkbach I, I do.
0: Yeah, yes, he's scored. He, he scored a peach of a goal, actually. Yeah, just, I hope just I didn't put run. him on
1: my bench. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll know in a minute. Yeah, but like, no,
2: um, I, I, I get it. Like, the thing about uh, El Neni is that Party was brought in to do a job, right? Now, mm-hmm. one thing is, Party was brought in specifically because he was going to do a different job to the one he was doing at Atletico, whereas in Atletico, he was essentially shackled. Yes, um, the rigid team. So he wants to maraud forward more because he's got that kind of range. He's got a fucking hell of a fucking shot on him, as we saw in that mm-hmm. game as well. Um he wants to do more up front. He wants to do more in the final third. He wants to get forward more. So we need a midfielder that's gonna kind of knock cover for him because that makes him sound like he's negligent. He's not. But we've got a we need a midfielder that will pick up the slack. So Bios yes. isn't gonna do that. Jack isn't quick enough to do that. Um and then he is your man, and fuck me. And then he's really fucking good. He's so oh. fucking good. You you need somebody who will harry the bitch out of the opposition until the ninety second minute, and that's yeah.
0: what you want. And then he is the type of player like um, he reminds me a lot of Wijnaldum in his play. Whereas with Wijnaldum, like a lot of like a lot of people will go like, why isn't Wayne in a team? He doesn't score many goals. No, that's not what he's on the team to do. He's there to. to he's there to, to make ma-
1: He's yeah, make the others look good.
0: Is yes. but that more so but he's there to make the midfield busy. Like when you're when you're playing through a Liverpool midfield, you're kinda of like dancing through a minefield sometimes because yeah, you have to, to get past like three you different pressures.
2: Yeah, you need somebody to give it a bit of hustle. You need a yes,
0: hustle. That's what it is. Now the second point I was gonna make about the Arsenal team at the minute is that for the, all the hard work that is that is kind of like happening in the team, a lot of it is defensively and in the midfield, which is not a bad thing, of course, because like half the, sometimes Arsenal have been like fucking training cones defensively uh, in the last few seasons. The problem that I have a little bit is, and I kind of picked this up a lot in the United game, but more so in the in the games prior, is that I really wouldn't at this point. I am happy to say Aubameyang and the likes don't have to defend anymore. So I think you're not getting the best out of the likes of them. Now again, that's my own opinion because I I coming from a Liverpool team who like very happily have players like on the shoulder and waiting to break. Whereas having the Manny and Salah will defend, but they defend up at a certain point. They like they leave the territory there, and then it's up to the fullbacks and Fabinho to cover. Whereas with a Bamiang, there. He's he's there like hustling out for a goal, kicking that. No, no, like you're 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 too important to get. You get up the fucking pitch and you counter.
2: You know that's my field on it. Part of it is that, like he, he does, like defending is a team effort and I think Arteta is a firm believer in that and Aubameyang's bought wholesale into that um, as well. well as is he not in a, got- a
0: position too much, DC, like because I, I, my my thoughts in this match was that yeah, you won 1-0, but you should have won this three, you know what I mean, <clears throat> if you, the balance was there and Aubameyang was on the shoulder of a Luke Shaw or a Harry Maguire, you would have won that by more, if Pepe yeah. was on, he would have won that by more, that's my opinion on it, you know.
2: Sort of. is blown a wee bit hot and cold. But yeah. I think what, what I like about it is is that he's trying to develop kind of pairings. Mm. So the pairing on the left is Sackett and Tierney. That's a great fucking pair. Very yeah. tidy. Very tidy. That's really good. And the pairing on the right, actually, is William and Bellerin. Um, they hmm. work
1: very well with each other. William well. has been kind of getting a lot of flack from, um, I suppose, Arsenal Twitter I've seen. Yeah. And, and i've not like we even said the first few minutes of this match he was shocking like he, he actually, was so yeah, bad well like
2: enough, we're gonna get onto Eurovision vision as well and he was actually quite bad in the uh, most of the malda game as well
1: yeah um, he was quite terrible but he does ball. but he does these like intricate passes with bellerin which will either set him off or yeah. then as it was cedric as well hmm. um where he does kind of, he let them he was in the position to get be the an out ball and then allowed the return ball to put them into space and it was i th- i think something that we kind of missed down that side um he was a great enabler
2: of yeah. Bellerin yeah. there was one brilliant Bellerin ball where he kind of chipped it And he chipped the cross perfectly, so perfectly that when Wambasaka jumped for it, it went perfectly over his head and landed right at Aubameyang's feet. And Aubameyang didn't actually even realise that the ball was there because he genuinely thought Basaka had gotten to it. But it was just a wonderful little chipped cross from Bellerin. And he wouldn't have gotten in there had it not been for Willian feeding in really good ball for his full-back to overlap. And I'm kind of going, yeah, William doesn't offer a whole lot, but if he unlocks... the unbelievable potential that Bellerin has and is really fucking starting to shine this season I'm kind of okay with him being in the team and I'm also unfortunately kind of okay with him keeping Pepe out of it
0: Mm. I think Pepe is an impact player I think like he is tactically better as a sub because he does have that change of pace if you tactically teach him to or tell him to stay on the shoulder like you're, you, you could be working over better and William for 60, 70 minutes as a fullback, and then suddenly Pepe comes on. It's yeah. like the kind of a damn effect, but not to the same, just in the same extent. So, like, in, in a way, like, he's better as an impact sub and be effective for half an hour because after 90 minutes, his energy supply is gone anyway. So, it's best that he comes in fresh. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I agree there. I agree.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk more about Man United in the, in the Europe vision because I think it's, it's kind of more telling that they lost this game, but, um, but well, we'll move on to our top two then, which were our high-scoring affairs. Uh, the Battle of the Elves, which was Leeds versus Leicester. And it was a 4-1 uh, win to Leicester. This was a fucking fun game, lads. I know we're going to dunk on um, on United later on about the defending, but Christ in the bike, Leeds. <laughs> you, you've got your, your pants pulled down here in the first 10. Oh, like, again,
1: again though, with this, like I don't think the scoreline was t- particularly accurate in terms of how the match went. Because like Leeds had plenty of chances to score for yeah. Leicester, like Schmeichel was kept very, very busy, and he had a couple of world class saves uh, to make. And then there were some absolute like whistles past the post, like it was centimeters in the difference of um, mm. scoring stuff. So like Leeds, I don't think I think Leicester are a bit flattered by the scoreline, but yeah, you cannot concede the goals that they conceded. Like it was mm. shocking, defending.
0: I'm going to be a little bit controversial here and disagree with you a little bit, Burke, but I think Leicester were very good oh. value for this because, and this is going to horrify you when I say this, but I think Brendan Rodgers got his tactics right. I think he absolutely sussed Marcelo Bielsa. I know, I don't want to say it either, but it's just when, when Leeds are, are constantly in this kind of bombardment mode and they are peppering the, the, the box so much... And this actually happened in like the first minute of the game where Leeds just like went from kickoff and tried to have an attempt on goal, which is kind of what their natural like setting is. Like get the ball, move it up and score.
2: It was a very Sega era FIFA attempt at goal, you know, straight from the kickoff at the opposition's goal.
0: That's it, yeah. and um, but what Leicester did literally was that as Leicester as leads were getting back into their shape, they immediately snapped into like counter-attacking modes. Where it's almost like it's almost like in, in in a weird kind of way, and I think this is how like Bielsa's one weakness, and we've said this tons of times, is that when they are finished attacking, if you catch them on the break quick enough, they're not in their shape just yet to start defending, and then you can get them that way. And the way Rogers set up uh, Tielemans and Barnes to be not actually playing up as number tens, but playing beneath that, like playing in the midfield, was very fucking clever because there, there wasn't a lead, there wasn't a Leicester player to mark for Leeds, you know, like so they they normally run with a kind of a back three, back two hybrids, and like the likes of I think it was Stroyek, I think had no one to mark. So like when the ball went down to, to him, it was a bit of a heavy bounce. He was going to try and pass it through and realize, well, I'm not under pressure. There's no one around. But sure, when he makes the, 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 the pass, Harvey Barnes is already full sprint. He's, already, he's going to get to that ball first because, he, in a way, like, he is so far behind beginning, but he knows what he's doing tactically. And it was just so fucking well done. I was just immediately looking at that going, that was fucking clever. Like That was genuine. And, that, and that's the one yeah. asset I think that Rodgers brings is that tactical genius. And I get—he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he was a bit of a bit of a David Brent character. But when he yeah. does get it, he's fucking excellent at it. Yeah, it kind of
2: reminds me slightly of the Liverpool of the sorry of the Arsenal Manchester United game in that mm. this looked like a team with a plan up against a team that didn't have a plan. So like yeah. Le- Leeds were just going to go all out. I mean, their attempt after what about a minute? Should have, no, in all fairness to them. They should have scored. Should've Bamford, yeah. Bamford, Bamford had a free header from six yards. Like, if you're a centre-forward, if you're a striker, your main goal scorer has a free header in a six-yard box, you're expecting him to fucking score that or yeah. produce
0: a world... Like, he has
1: striker. the perfect hair cushion to cushion <laughs> that ball in.
0: He's got a haircut, Burkba, for fuck's sake. He's lost his powers.
2: Leave the man alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a Tory. <laughs> no, leave him alone. <laughs> but
2: if you're if you've got a free header in the six yard box and you've aimed it right at the keeper, you done fucked up.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's come to you too early in a way, um. But yeah, like, and and that's kind of that was the kind of story of the game then was because as as Leeds kind of like kept pressuring into it, all they were kind of doing was playing to Leicester's hands a bit, but going like, well, if you're attacking, we're attacking. And then when Leeds kind of like settled down a little bit and slowed the pace down. Uh, so did the game then, and and the way, in a weird way, by slowing down and like being more tactical, uh, pragmatic about it, Leeds kind of gone into the game more, which is a very weird statement. But it was just it was just how kind of like quirky this game was, and that's kind of what it was. It was a quirky game. It had kind of a bit of everything, and uh, which is why I kind of liked it. And I I quite liked the way this lesser team is playing out. I thought the Europa League would affect them a lot. They're not showing the effects at the minute. They're venting. They're kind of firing on all cylinders because of it. Because of having those two games, we kind of Spurs game, Spurs team at the minute.
2: I will say one thing though, um, probably the last thing on it, um, is that if I were a Leeds fan, all right, then I'd be upset at losing 4 1, but I wouldn't be too upset at this result. I mean, you can still see the seeds of hard work there. Like, this is a good Bielsa team, this is a very good team. They are not going to suffer, they're not going to have a horrible season. Um, No, they're going to be fine. Like, this is, I, I would, if I was a Leeds fan, I would generally regard this as a blip. I, I always yeah. see
0: that as like, okay, you might lose 4-1, but you will win in the game 4-1 as well. Like, Against
2: most other teams playing the way they did, they would have won this. It's yeah. just Bamf- hat-trick Bamford didn't have his shoes on. Um, <laughs> didn't have his hair combed right or whatever the fuck. Yeah, It just it just didn't work out for them. But like hmm. nine, the, not, I wouldn't say nine times out of ten but quite often this
0: works for them. It just didn't today. And that's yeah. the risk you're going to take with how they play. Exactly, exactly. Much like the Wolves game, actually. Um, but yeah, uh, would you kind of go along with that, Burke? Well, The, the testament, they're the, still leads are grand, basically, <laughs> not in not yeah, danger. No, they're,
1: they're fun to watch, and I think they have enough firepower to keep them up. Um, I don't know about their defense so much, but yeah, I think their firepower will keep them like safe.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's a fair even shame, if so. it
1: is stupid head Banford. <laughs>
0: Oh, just to be a general reminder Other uh, strikers are available Except most of them have the plague So yeah You're going to have to live with Bamford for a while I'm afraid Um I'm Bamford baby <laughs> Indeed So our main event uh, this weekend Was the 4-3 classic um, It was started with 4-0 Ended at 4-3 um, It was a bit of a and skeleton match It was at villa Southampton. Um, it's just Again it was a bit of fun um, Villa forgot to defend And uh, boy James Ward-Prowse can hit a free kick In fact he can hit several free kicks <laughs> And in fact, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yes, and then some. Um, yeah, this is great. Like, um, like Southampton could have won this by more, which is even bizarre. Like Villa were just such a—they were an open book, like. But they were, and they get, they were so like focused on attacking as well. Like they were going like, yeah, fine, let's. Okay, we're conceding four. Let's score five. It was like, okay, we were we were getting there. You know, if, if we gave gave us another half an hour, we would have got there. You know, Actually, but uh, yeah.
2: not a half an hour, another ten minutes. They'd have done it because they scored the last two goals in the nineteenth minute.
0: Yeah, this um, is it.
2: So yeah, I mean, fucking yeah, it was just nuts. It was a, this is a crazy ass game. Um mm. If you were a Southampton fan, it was squeaky bump time towards the end. You were you were shitting it. You were screaming at that ref to blow the fucking whistle.
1: Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I wasn't watching this game, but I was getting the updates from you, and again, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with Villa? Like that they are so. Topsy turvy. Like they go from that sensational win against Liverpool mm. uh, to being like 3 0 down, wasn't it? Uh, at halftime? Was it halftime? Yeah. Or it was like early enough in the match like that they were 3 0 down against Southampton?
2: Yeah. The first three goals were 20, 33, and 45.
1: Like it. I was like, I, what the fuck? Emmy Martinez should not have to deal with this shit. Fact, um, actually,
2: they were 4 0 down because they. Southampton scored their fourth goal, and Ingsy did his thing in the 58th minute, and then injured himself. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, like um, no, they, they, I, I'd say I wouldn't want for my blood pressure. I don't think I'd want to be a Villa fan. Um, but yeah, no, they, um, they, they are like good money for their entertainment value. Like they yeah. are, they are worth it. Um, and I did like I said, I didn't really watch this match. I seen the replays of Ingsy's leg, and yeah, that looks uh like he'll be out for a while. Um, but they've got Che Adams, and yeah, he's got a sneaky goal against Newcastle there this evening. So, whoop, whoop.
0: yeah, no, I think that's kind of the positive for Sampton that Che Adams is actually playing really well because the last time Ingsy got injured, like they didn't really have a striker in form, like they were trying out long and no Femi, neither were clicking. Adams was only new in on the team. So, yeah, like to have them to have a proper deputy to Inks now was great. And they, it was what they were missing last season. So, yeah, thumbs up, Sir Hampton. Well done. You're doing really well. Um, so, that is that is the rest of our Premier League uh, action. So, we will jump uh, swiftly into Europe Vision, starting off in Group A. Uh, start off with a one hole draw for uh, Locomotive Moscow and Letico Madrid. Letico really shit in the Champions League this year, lads. I think it's the Spanish teams overall are just like really off the boil. Maybe this is my imagination.
2: Yeah, that, whole league, that whole league's gone up in smoke, man.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. Um, I, I get the feeling that the La Liga is going to be bought out by Mike Ashley or something. It's going to be that bad.
1: <laughs> oh my God, imagine.
0: What's the Spanish for sports direct? <laughs> and they'll have a... Uh, Director
1: John Delaney brought in. To <laughs> them. John
0: Delaney, under a pseudonym, Juan Delaney. You couldn't even tell it's him. He just has a, like, a big dirty <laughs> mustache
2: and um, so yeah
0: <laughs> and every time he insists on a spanish guitar thing, you know because he had it for his 55th birthday you know <laughs> everybody's turning around going you know that's mexican shut up <laughs> you know, money 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 money
1: money money
0: uh, so yeah let are like making hard work at his group in fairness but they are still like poised to qualify uh, Red Bull Salzburg gave Bayern Munich a good uh, talking to, but ended up winning, losing six-two. Uh, a very distortionary scoreline, it has to be said, because Salzburg were leading for most of the game, and they conceded four goals in about four minutes towards the end. Very, is it a thing about yeah. Red Bull team this year that they just they have like a sugar crash towards the end? Is that the idea?
1: <laughs> Their wings stop working.
0: Ah, uh, this is something something formula 1. Um so uh um, moving on then to uh, to group B which is a lot tighter than it should be to be fair lads. Um courtesy of Borussia Mönchengladbach who was everyone's favorite new uh Bundesliga team they'd never heard before. Uh, they beat Shakhtar 6-0 uh, in
1: Ukraine. Um I've been talking about Mönchengladbach for a while because I was really proud of myself being able to pronounce it. Um <laughs> but yeah.
0: I knew that's why he kept saying it. Munching gladback, munching gladback. I'm not even fucking that up. Munching gladback. <laughs> uh. um,
1: but yeah, no, like uh, again, I didn't really watch the Euros until Thursday. So I, I'm not going to have much to add here except, hmm. um, yeah, like I like munching gladback. I think I would say it's definitely going to be a German team uh, who's going to win the, uh, the thing outright. And it's either going to be Bayern. Or gladback.
0: Ooh, that's a spicy take, Birkbot. You
1: got yeah. Gladbach.
0: Yeah. Is it because of uh, Marcus Toram or have you got like a secret scout there saying like, you know, they're doing going to do a pull of Leipzig or something and get, get to the 70s? I,
1: I, I really rate him as a player. I think he's phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he is going to get, like, he's going to be sold for 70 million like next season. So like, yeah, they're, yeah, you know, something ridiculous like that. He's going to have um and he'll probably end up going somewhere like United because they'll have paid loads for him and then he'll do yeah. nothing. Yeah, um, but this is this it's will be the season him. for them. Yeah.
0: The one fact I know about Bruce and gladback by the way, is that uh budgetary wise, they are a smaller club than Burnley. <laughs> Burnley have more money than Borussia Mönchengladbach, and they're the Champions League team, and currently top of a group that includes Inter Milan and Real Madrid. Yeah, just, just like yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. They're
2: whopping shocked. They're six 0
0: Exactly, um, and as I said, the other team, the match in that group was Real Madrid three, Inter two. A team, a match that in Real Madrid really needed a fucking win because they were in freefall in this group. Holy shit! And um, so yeah, very, very crucial win there. Despite the team's best efforts, uh, Group C was a formality. Uh, Porto beat Marseille three 0 City beat Olympiacos three 0 Reds repeat that group is already settled at this point. Uh, group D we talked about briefly earlier on, which was uh, Liverpool's five nil beating of Atalanta. I legitimately loved this match, and it was not because like I was, I was well, looking forward fantastic. to this because, oh, yeah. yeah, not even that though, because I thought like it was gonna be such an even game, like just like punch counter punch, but really like we had Atalanta. On be like on toast, like, and I was shocked by that. A lot of it was Jota, in fairness, like, he was relentless in this game. Um, yeah, he was, he so he was brilliant. Like, the-, the talk going in was that he was slotting in for um, for Roberto Firmino, which was quite no- newsworthy because like Klopp very rarely drops Firmino unless he has to. Um, and in a sense, like, it was actually the right call because uh, we went back to our natural shape, our natural formation worked out brilliantly. Like, Jota fitted in perfectly. Um, and Jupp was just a torment throughout the entire fucking game. Like, he just did not stop throughout. The second goal is brilliant. Like, just the way he takes it from one foot, switches it, and then buries it in the top corner near side of the keeper. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant uh, goals and brilliant game overall. Um, so, yeah, uh, thumbs up there. The other game in that group was Ajax's 2-1 win against Michelin. So, that puts Ajax uh, fairly decently uh, in that group as well. Group B then, fairly regular as well. Stel- Chelsea beat A 3-0 and because you know Edward Mendy is in the goal is in goal now hence why they're winning every game 3-0 he just improves the goal scoring ratio so well by being in goal <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: the other game, <laughs> the other game that group was a, a, a 3-2 win for Sevilla against Krasnodar in what I've heard described as the most one-sided 3-2 you'll ever see <laughs> so, <laughs> like legit like if you look at the statistics like Krasnodar has two shots on goal and the two goals and then Sevilla's is like 30. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's something real like that. Like it shouldn't. It shouldn't have been that scoreline at all. It was like it was like randomly generated from Football Manager, you know. Uh, and then it was a bit tighter in Group F. Then as uh, Zenit Saint Petersburg held Lazio to a one-all draw, and then Dortmund got back on track with a 3-0 win against Club Bruges. That group's fairly still fairly close at the minute, like because Lazio and um, Bruges are kind of in the conversation. Uh, Zenit not so much. In Group G, then, uh, it's uh, started to take a bit more shape now. Barca narrowly beat Dinamo Kiev 2-1. They kind of got away with this one, in fairness. And Juve beat uh, French Ravos 4-1. Uh, so, as you kind of expect, the two big teams are kind of like, are qualifying, but they're making hard work of it, you know? Um, seeing uh, the kind of position that both of them are in. And there is the fun group, lads. So, Red Bull Leipzig. Sorry, <laughs> Pepsi <laughs> Leipzig uh, 2, PSG <laughs> 1. Uh, that was a, a pretty m- massive result in the group uh, because that shockingly puts PSG on par with Istanbul. And the reason I say that is because Istanbul beat Man United two one in Turkey.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I- that, that two that of the funny. funniest
2: fucking goals you are ever going to fucking see. Oh my fucking! <laughs> God. Uh,
1: the, the where was defense? What what is defense? Like. Did Luke Shaw think of the tactics this week for the defence?
2: I have absolutely no fucking idea, right? (laughs) They just, I think, I genuinely think, right? And this is what I genuinely think, right? I think they forgot that players can't be offside in their own box. uh,
1: In their own own half, half. yeah. Genuinely (laughs)
2: think that they forgot the rules.
0: That is entirely possible.
2: nobody... There's nobody near him. There's nobody near. Him. And you can see them kind of looking back. And I guarantee you somebody turned around and saw Demba Ba ten yards away from the nearest player who was in the Manja Matic.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: the, no, the flash. Um <laughs> and he's, waving the he's waving for the ball. And I guarantee you somebody turned around and thought, like, uh, look at him standing offside. <laughs> nobody turned around and went, he's in his own hands. <laughs> Get on. And like God, oh, it was just a fucking funnily enough, actually, the first goal was so hilarious that it actually overshadows how hilarious the second goal was. Mm. Because there's a brilliant still from the second goal. Cause after the cross comes in, um past the near post, it goes to a player at the far post. Um <laughs> Man you at the near post of three players almost forming a wall. Cause mm. it's not from a set piece, it's from open play. Uh well, there's two Istanbul players completely free in the box. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's three Man United players literally having a tea party at the near post. Uh, again, like five to seven yards away from the nearest Istanbul player, who's the only, who's the other player who doesn't have the ball, because they're, yeah. they're the full goal with the player who has the ball, who's lost home, and they're going like, what is the what is going on this is crazy defending this is yeah. i wouldn't say this is schoolboy defending because that would be an insult to schoolboy leagues this, mm. this is stuff that gets beaten out of you as a child <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just oh man like all i can just say is the manchester united players weren't beaten enough <laughs>
0: it's i i, I, just, I think that-
2: this is this viral video,
1: video.
2: One of those players cost eighty million.
0: Yeah, it's so it's so it's so ludicrous, like because again, <laughs> the, another fun fact attached to this match is that that Dan goal. The slowest one-on-one in human history between him and the man martini.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like may as well have been running in Treacle. Like it's,
0: it looked like do you know what it was? I genuinely thought it was they're doing a charity a fire spoof. Like I legit <laughs> thought that's what they were doing. But you know what it was? That is legit Istanbul Basakshahir's first ever goal in the Champions League.
2: And the first ever win.
0: Yeah. That was the first goal in the Champions League. And that's that's how they did it in fucking style. With like a fucking a glitch you'd see on fucking Premier EA Premier League stars. <laughs> like,
2: like he's 10, he's a full 10 yards away from Matic and Matic still can't catch him. Even it's though Demba Ba is running so slow, he's, he's actually put on weight by the end of the fucking run. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me yeah. run, I'm full of chocolates. I don't fuck, it's fucking hilarious, like, I don't get, I don't get, no, was super finished now and all, uh, because the goalkeeper doesn't really do a whole lot wrong, but there's nothing you can do when your defence, your entire team, fuck the defence, when your entire team have just dereliction of duty, like, Hmm. and it it kind of paints the kind of sort of of picture, and uh, how much of this is down to Solskjaer do you reckon? Because to me, like, I don't think he's telling Alex Anzebe to go so far out of position, he's winding up on the back of Turkish milk cartons.
1: <laughs> but I, I would I would also ask that question, Neil, but at the same time, as a coach, and you see a player wandering that far away, it should be your instinct to put them back into place. Don't like, ah, he'll figure it out. Oh, shit, Demba Baz after roasting him for pace. What the fuck? Um... um. So I I do feel like with managers in these positions where they've kind of been thrown into a big club and they're kind of expected to learn on the job yeah that he's not doing that bit he's not doing that learning on the job bit um well, hmm. no, uh, I-
2: Funnily enough, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that now. In the aftermath of the Arsenal-Manchester um, United game, that was a point Tim Cahill made. Now, it's then not to listen to Tim Cahill points, uh, mostly because I think he's a blowhard. And secondly, because <laughs> I, think he's, I think he was literally Arteta's best man. Yeah, so he's... <laughs> oh, so the there's a weird, yeah, there's a weird bias there as well. But he did make that point. He's like you look at Arsenal, when Arsenal fail and we've lost some games this season, he goes, but when you look at Arsenal and when you look at them lose and you look at them in the next game, they look like they've learned something. They've mm-hmm. improved. Whereas, you look at this Manchester United team and every loss seems to almost make them worse or at the very least, they don't improve. They don't look like they're learning from their losses. Yeah. They mistakes yeah. and they're not losing. My key point about Mustafi is not that he makes mistakes, is that he doesn't learn from the mistakes. He's making he mistakes. Makes. He keep, yeah. No, he keeps making the same mistakes. Yes. And that kind of, and that's funny. It's just weird that you mentioned that because I, I remember, like everybody always points out like the keen fucking meltdown that he had. Yeah. Um, which is funny enough because I actually kind of agreed with a lot of what Roy Keane said, and that's how bad Manchester United played. That I'm actually agreeing with Roy Keen. Yeah. No. I,
0: I, I'm Oh, no,
1: that like, dark days.
0: Like, oh, look, no, no, honestly, no, no. these are professional football players, and you're legit asking you're asking defenders to hold the line. That is literally the first thing they do. Like that is saying like if you're if you're in a job and you can't open the front door, that is the that is the equivalent there because like yeah, it's the, it's if the you the legit
2: can't system, the most you got basic to the on the way out, you know.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like legitimacy, <laughs> that is not difficult. That is legitimately not a difficult thing to do. So if you're having trouble doing that, having the sense to do that. Then, like, okay, Solskjaer, in my opinion, I think he's a soft touch as a coach, as a manager. I think he's not he's not hard enough for these players. He's not an authoritarian. He has no uh, leadership in that dressing room. For me, and I think this has been the case always for Man United the last few years, the lunatic the room the asylum. They in there when they were getting mauled by
2: Spurs 6-1, he subbed off Fernandez because Fernandez went mental at Maguire.
0: see, that is just bad. That's bad, like, leadership. That is, like, someone trying to, like, regain control as opposed to actually assert control. You know what I mean? Like, someone who has control of that team... That would not happen in the first place. You wouldn't have Donny van der Beek doing these weird interviews with Dutch TV where he's basically slating how oh complacent God. the training is. That would never happen. <laughs> you wouldn't have like people <laughs> like Marhurst <laughs> Rojal going, like, why am I in this team? Where am I? What am I doing? Sell me. You know, you wouldn't have this. Like the team obviously the club is in disarray. It's just it's it's a it's a banter club for all intents and purposes at the minute. And
2: of course and the solution to all of this was Giovanni
0: <laughs> Of course. Because Cavani is a great centre-back. He's a great defensive coach. He's a great motivator. You know, he's a great manager, Edison Cavani.
2: I just love going mental at him. I just love Keane going mental at him, saying he's not even warming up. He didn't even do a fucking warm-up of You want this guy to get you back into the game? I was pissing myself laughing I was. He's
1: right, though. Uh, he's right. Yeah, time, no, in fairness, like, like the cameras this. were following him to show yeah. him the warm-up, and he was just standing there, like... Doing that thing that footballers do when they're watching the match and they want the manager to think that they're warming up, where they kind of stretch by hooching up their shorts and kind of like bending over, but they're like actually not stretching any muscle because there's absolutely no intensity to it. <laughs> I know that, like, that's exactly what he was doing. And it was like, I don't think he actually thought he was going to have to come on. I think no, he was I like, I'm oh, fuck it. That's I'm not a, coming under this shit like that's
2: the air quote warm up you do when you know you're not going onto the pitch or you think you're not going onto the pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he got his number no called and he's like, "Fuck! I just I, ho- I just have to pray I don't do a foul cow and wreck both knees." Mm.
0: <laughs> but but, I, but that, that really just speaks to the culture of the club. Like, the, legitimately, if you compare that with a team like Liverpool, who like, despite like having no preseason, they're still trying to play the same high-intensity football. Man City, even, perhaps, in the same category. But look at the Leeds. Look at Aston Villa. Look at Leicester. These teams are all jumping out of the fucking gates. Feral, trying to get... Even Fulham this weekend were brilliant. Well, they were, I can, they were I feral can, for the results.
2: All I can say about this match result is I am firmly hashtag Ole in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are, man. We are We are fucking yeah. on that pitch, lads. Holy they shit. We are
2: here for all this. There's your fucking... There's your tagline for this one. Hashtag Oli in. <laughs> yes. Give, all give, a- give, give, go. Full fucking Newcastle. Give him like a nine-year extension. <laughs> style. Oh,
1: brilliant. Yeah. So we set
0: up some sort of Norwegian mafia in, a, in Old Trafford. Him, yeah. <laughs> we just, we get other like Norwegian alumni in. Uh, yeah. Josh King as a director of football. Oli in, baby. in. But um, Morton Gans Pedersen is their new uh, manager. Um, so, we'll quickly switch to the Europa League then as a war some action there. Uh, first of all, the Irish... Oh,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't skip over the Champions League in one of the most important matches that was on this week. <laughs> which was P-Mount United versus Glasgow City. Oh, of
0: course.
1: I, I, I've been remiss in the internet. Like, you're about to talk about Dundalk and the Europa League. Um, yes. who haven't a you know, snowball's chance in hell of doing anything or getting out of their group, yet p United held last year's quarter-finalist, Glasgow City, to a nil-all draw after 90 minutes and after extra time and only lost out by a fantastic penalty save by Lee Alexander by the Glasgow City hmm. keeper. And yeah no, uh, and I just want to I want to get my speak in here that um, yeah no uh, if the FAI you know my constant cards cons, were to take their finger out and properly promote and develop the women's game, as they have done in the last few years but if they continue to do so on maybe a little bit of a bigger scale we are going to have more nights like that in Europe and better Mm. nights like that in Europe because they did the country proud Mm. anyone watching the Dundalk match against Arsenal can say ah well done to the lads they did well anyone watching the Piedmont United game versus Glasgow City would have been like holy shit These, Mm. these are great players Neeve reid Burke in goals for Piment United should be the number one keeper. And I'm a huge Grace Maloney stan. Um not anymore. Not in the game. <laughs> um uh, that was Brosnan.
0: It was Brosnan, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, no, I knew yeah, it wasn't uh,
1: um, but yeah, no, Neve Reid-Burke is uh, the P. M. United. She has been called up to the last few Irish squads and you can see that's done her the world of good and she could be a fully professional player because she is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was great. To, uh, Glasgow City afterwards um, spoke about the professionalism of the P. M. United side where these girls are not professional. They have taken time off work and... Um, mm. One of the girls, New Farley, I think is in her last year of college. She has an assignment. Yeah. She's doing an assignment on the plane over to the match. Um, you know, it's, you know, ridiculous carry on. But it's, um, it's, it's
0: because Glasgow's always, it's kind of it's a bit of a pathway for Irish players as well because of course Claire Shine plays for them and, and wasn't on your gorman there on the books once upon a time as well. So like
1: um I'm not well, we, they've got Claire Shine and they've got Tyler Tolland as well. Yes Tolland um, is on
0: loan there as well yeah yeah.
1: Um and Katie McCabe went on her very successful loan um to Glasgow City as did Rachel Little Gun little job. Yeah. um so yeah like they um they have a good Irish connection there uh, but hmm. as well they're a very very good team. Um so yeah. Uh I yeah. just want to get by speaking there and FAI fuck you Pay the women's, you know. Pay the women's. Students. Just, just pay
0: the
2: women's. Well, pay the women's. Yes. Well, good thing we don't have. Good thing we've rules against picking successive cards because it was the <laughs> FAI week in week fucking out. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Variety is I have spices. got a
1: bit different this this week, so when we get onto that,
0: that's great. Cool. That's great. I don't want I don't want people thinking they're in a fucking time warp, you know. And <laughs> um, so yeah, Europa League wise, we mentioned some Doc there. they very gamely lost to uh, Rapid V four three. Um the tried their fucking best <laughs> to oh, win okay. this and then defensively. I actually watched Christ. this game and I, was, I felt so bad for them. Like the
2: goals yeah. were just they just switched off in all fairness. Okay. Like one of them was uh, like a cross in, the keeper palmed it. I was like going, Why did you do that? Could have probably caught that. He didn't he wasn't taking a shot and he palmed it literally straight into the head of an opposition striker. And I was like, Who's marking him? He's in the box he really should be marked <laughs> uh, kind of going, oh, football thing yeah yeah exactly they kind of did that thing where you you find it quite often particularly if you play at like lower league levels where when people realize the keeper's gonna get to the ball they just stop doing anything yeah and then the keeper palms it out and they're like oh, fuck. and it, but the opposition happened to stop running so you're already like a step or two behind and I think that was it as the cross came in. As the keeper ran, went up for it. They were like, "Oh, he's gonna do something with it!" And then he just palms it out. And I was like, "Oh man,
0: it's worth a try." And and this is, and to be fair, to their credit, like they have been given this group a goal. Like they they gave them all a the bit of a scare, and they've held quite firm against you guys. And like they scored three and against uh, like the second best team in Austria. That's yeah. serious. That's imp- that's fucking impressive. Like one way or the other. Granted, like you can see, game ends, but. Um...
2: But yeah, like I don't think they're getting out of the group.
0: No, no. no I, well, obviously, I don't think they will. But I never. They're, they're giving themselves a good account for them for for what they are. Like
1: yeah, they're but, not embarrassing themselves. Like okay. you yeah, know.
0: So. Yeah. I, I think from that point standpoint, like they are like they're probably the lowest ranked team in the Europa League by a fairly healthy margin. Mm. I think so. Like yeah, I think the fact that they're able to give them a, themselves a good effort, I think, says a lot. Uh, Scottish sides um, did um, had a mixed bag. I think it's fair to say Rangers beat Benfica three uh, one. Rangers, I think, are practically qualified from their group. They've beaten everybody else. It's fucking great what Stephen Gerrard is doing there. Not so much for Celtic. Um, lost two nils to Prague and um, looked pretty lifeless there. It's pretty, this is kind of the the end of the of Neil Lennon's uh, second run at the club. Uh, and Jesus like it's it's they someone just can't fucking wait for him to leave really I think it's a case of like who do we get in to replace him like that's that's the they're conversation in Champions
2: League, they never do anything in it
0: no they, it and, Celtic, that's, and that's that's the, the gas thing like
2: really I think of so rarely uh, recently. Um, hmm. doing well in the Champions League. I'm mean, like, at one point, I remember Celtic won the Europe, the European League, I think in the 60s or something like that. They won the European League with a, a starting level, all starting 11, all born within 10 miles of the land yeah. of Different the points, yeah. 10 miles of the club. Yeah. Nowadays, you probably couldn't find 10, 10 to 11 people within 10 miles of the club who have fucking 10
0: toes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just more of Scotland
0: at the minute doesn't it like, that's, that's the state of Scottish football really isn't it Like, pretty much yeah um, so yeah uh, towards the English clubs then so uh, Spurs uh, got there in the end against Ludogorets they beat them 3-1 uh, but they weren't really in danger to be fair uh, Leicester beat Braga 3-0 very regulation win and then you guys had a very fun time against Malda I think it's fair to say you, you were comfortable enough but not at the start yeah it was a good game
2: no very good um Joe Willock can't really do any more than he has done in Europe to get into the Premier League. Yeah. Um, he pretty much ran the show against the and he ran it against Maldi. Um, He was pretty much primarily the reason for both of the own goals that they scored and he netted one himself. Um, Yeah, that was it. Um, fun, the fun thing, the first own goal was actually caused by the defender who, <laughs> it was caused by Arsenal breaking forward from a Maldé corner with uh, the lightning speed of Granite Xhaka. <laughs> Lumbering forward like a fucking ent.
1: Oh uh, my God. Like that, that was, and like the pass that he, like, and that break, like, I was like, right, this is him going to go for a Xhaka boom, which is going to go into fucking row double Z and, yeah. you, know, like, you know, go into or fucking go into orbit and never come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah and then he like it was a lovely pass
2: it was a lovely pass to Marlowe on the outside and then um, yeah but what was funny about it was what was funny about it is that the defender that put the sporty to the own goal had actually dragged Willock back to prevent Willock from getting to the ball in the first place which yeah. enabled the defender to get to the ball and slot into his own net
1: Beliefful.
0: yay Beliefful. we have a baby now on call so it's great um, perfect timing then <laughs> For our final gimmick. Uh, <laughs> so, while everyone's attracted by the baby, let's jump in by the into the hand of cod. Um, so, I'd like to start off this week, if you don't mind, uh, by telling you the story of a little championship side called Derby County. So, they've been in the headlines recently, because I don't know if you've heard this, by the way, but they've been taken over. Um, taken over by the cousins of the family that run Manchester City. So they have gone to bed, United Arab Emirates. Now, so I'm definitely fishing. Yeah, I'm with the baby on that one, she's stunned. But yeah, I'm definitely fishing for the title here. When I call them Dodgy County, because that is exactly what they are. i i I spent this week because I was going to pick someone else, and I decided no, I'm gonna look at Derby County for what they are. And um, obviously, they are as banterous as they get as a club. I think it's fair to say. Obviously, well known for having the worst Premier League uh, run in history. Um, 13
2: points over the entire season.
0: Thirteen points, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah, yeah, one win, one win of the whole season. And that's beside the point. But I, I kind of did delve deep into this about the ta- regarding the takeover, and I realised more about their owner Mel Morris. You, you guys ever heard of him? You probably, I doubt no. you have had. No. So Mel no. Morris um, used to own King, which was the company that made Candy Crush Saga. So oh, he's the guy responsible. The crisps, which
1: are really
0: nice. No, almost oh, certainly
1: not. Okay. Make- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so he made. So he's a company behind them, uh, and he sold the company to somewhere else, and basically has all this money kind of stayed over. And you'd assume then it go it's going into the Derby County team again. Derby County is a very weird club in that like uh, they've had a lot of financial irregularities over the years and one of them has been Mel Morris uh, supposedly buying Pride Park which is our stadium uh, but not necessarily proving that <laughs> it's very weird it's very very weird he's like people have been asking do you own the stadium and he just goes maybe you know it, it's quite odd I don't
1: own. don't own the stadium <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly it's so it's quite a so know
2: quite a lot doing it i maybe do you know but like <laughs> maybe i
1: do it,
0: it, it's curious because like they've they've come very close to promotion on several counts like uh steve mclaren got closest really uh, until frank lampard arrived and it's been kind of the same pattern really with derby county where like they don't necessarily buy well like they their transfer records are quite poor and what happens is they'll uh, spend extravagant wage wages on players you know of, like Richard Kyo, Tom Huddleston, that type of deal.
1: All, um, all those class acts. Those yeah.
0: class acts. And then what they'll do is then the actual players that will try and get them into promotion are loan players from actual teams. So noticeably, Frank Lampard's team had uh, Tomori and uh, Mason Mount in it from Chelsea and Harry Wilson from Liverpool. And those are literally the three team players that got them to the, to the playoff, not Richard Kyo and his fucking horrendous uh, hairline. Um, and it's it, it's weird because now uh, the next phase is the Philip Kaku years of Derby County, where they've obviously got rid of Lampard and thinking, oh, let's get another uh, well-known player in as our coach and see if this works again um I, i'm sorry aaron i have to I, i'm gonna have to finish the story i know you're trying to cut in there but um i don't <laughs> um, I know i, I,
1: I, I, I love how she's tony pulising the, the microphone oh she is nothing that it's impressive she's like nuts,
2: she's
0: very aggressive um
2: <laughs> i don't know if it's swishing because they keep moving the mic back and forth Stop
0: yes it. yeah we'll, we'll 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 forgive you on that front um so now we're so so now this current phase of Derby County is a cross between Philip Koku and Wayne Rooney, because you might have seen uh, in January he uh, moved to Wayne to Derby County on a player yes. coach role basically. So he's playing in the team and he's also the coach. But here's the weird thing about it: he's also he also took the shirt number 32, which is the same number as the shirt sponsor 32 Reds, which yes. is a betting which is a betting firm um from China. So there's a lot of concern that essentially Wayne Rooney got bought uh By Derby County using the sponsors' money, which is illegal, and you can't do that. Your sponsors can happily like kind of chip in and all that, but you can't actively buy the player on behalf of the of the team. It was the same it's the same situation as Neymar with PSG, where he's essentially owned by the Qatari royal family and has been loaned out to PSG. It's so fucking corrupt, and and it's kind of working on a relatively smaller scale for Wayne Rooney. That was the allegation. It was never proved, but it is still very very dodgy. Uh, it's even more dodgy now that Thirty Two Red have been doing a lot of like um kind of like community initiatives, so they're kind of trying to get some good PR. And then every kind of charity, local charities, are going like, "This is weird. Betting firms shouldn't be like giving us money. We don't want the money. We have tons of people with gambling habits. We don't want more fucking bookies involved, you know." And um, so yeah, it, it's a curious state. And uh, they've essentially put their as a team. They've more or less put their eggs in the wayne rooney basket. Um and i think financially that's the case because they haven't been able to sign any good players this season when they are sh- when they are telling themselves oh yeah we're getting promoted this year it's like are you now with what wayne rooney mm-hmm. playing in midfield sure mate and um, and the and they're kind of like usual like habit of like relying on loan players that they don't have to buy uh to get them promoted is not working out this way like for for, a, for an owner like Mel Morris who is supposedly loaded one of the most like, wealthiest men in the world let alone in Britain because of selling King and, and other like other enterprises on there's no money in that team like there's no there's this team is not successful you know He's not no, getting the it
1: return. doesn't look like it's been owned by a multi-billionaire. this is it
0: and now he, and now supposedly getting taken over by uh, the Abu Dhabi uh, corporation another kind of sports washing if you like industry it's just like frying pan fire. Anybody like, okay, I can see what you're trying to do. You're trying to do a wolves, but what you're really doing is nothing forest where you're owned by a very eccentric owner pumping loads of money into the club and getting nowhere. And well, I mean, literally nowhere because Derby are in the bottom three of the championship. Like they have only scored one. I think it's only one or two points this season. It's, it's ridiculous. And the reason is because this team is now just Wayne Rooney and 10 other stooges, you know, and good luck if, if, you, if having a, an Audi, Abu Dhabi owner is going to fix that because you've got a lot of players to sign and EFL don't like you doing the whole, you know, Wolves strategy anymore. They want you to actually show your worth, like prove that you can actually sustain this. Not just, you can't just like rely solely on the owner to pump money in, you know? They got, got bitten by that once already. And because of that, now every other club in the championship is trying to do the same thing and it's making them bust. And Derby County could easily be the same way if it wasn't for the takeover. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dodgy County was my pick there. And so, Berkba, um if I can pry your attention away for a moment from the baby. Uh, oh, I have,
1: her, I
2: have her full screen. Well,
0: Aaron well, completely fell into what she was there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, have her, we, we have her here anyway. So, uh, so Burpa, you want to talk about referees for your Cods this week.
1: Oh, I might have to change this on a whim um just before we came on this podcast um it was announced by the fa not the fai i know i can't i know i can't pick the fai again um, but the fa are cancelling um youth girls football um just even if they're in the elite academy so if they all of the kind of underage football in the UK has uh, been told to stop because of the lockdown that they're going into at the minute. Um, however, elite boys can still train. Yes. And I got really pissed off about that because the you know the young girls' academies are training to be elite players at the same mm-hmm. rate that the boys would be training to be elite players, yet the boys are allowed to keep going. And the girls have been told to stop. Um, so i had kind of seen rumblings of this this morning, but I didn't get, kind of, it wasn't kind of confirmed by the FA. And I was kind of like, oh, they're not going to be that tactless, are they? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 they are. Um, so they have stopped all of the um, youth um, players. And as a response to that, Casey Stoney has called up a handful of Man United's academy players to the first team uh, oh. for training. To That's get around clever. the like so yeah. she has brought. Yeah, um, um, right. we already have so many of the uh, th- like academy players already in the team, but uh, yeah, like um, uh, we have. Um, yeah, no. Uh, just on that, I got really annoyed by that. If what I was going to say about referees was about the decisions that went against um, Lilana and um, for Salah and things like that. That, like, we have VAR for a reason, and this mm. type of thing should be cut out. Yes, I agree. Salah's. If I was a referee in that situation, I would have I would have overturned the penalty decision based on the pure fucking shite hawkery of Salah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was basically going to say that about the rest, but then the FA pissed me off even more. So mm. I went with that as my last minute COD.
0: Well, I thought you were going to mention there, by the way, not about the, the youth academy and the youth oh, system. Oh, I had,
1: I had another thing. Sorry, I had another thing. The Conti Cup.
0: Is I was about to mention the yes, FA the Cup con- has been suspended. Has yeah. Suspended? Um, yeah, the, F- the women's FA Cup has been suspended. The Conti Cup's the still going.
2: Twice in one season.
0: No, it's not that. No, it's because...
1: The, it's just since the lockdown.
0: It, yeah, since the lockdown. So what they're doing is, essentially because the, the lockdown's in play, the uh, they've decided that the uh, men's FA Cup first round can go ahead, uh, but the uh, women's FA Cup can't, even though there's less rounds and less travelling involved. It's literally just a case of just like, well, no one will notice. They just had the FA Cup. So what, what more do these fucking women want? That type yeah. of really ignorant statement. Because I think, um, I think Luz, who uh, we were actually playing this past weekend they're a, a, a completely equal team so they the, yeah. equal pay yeah. to the men and the women which is a, gr- a great business model and um, but again kind of shows the disparity with men and women's football because they're a conference north team it's it's, it's sad but that's the way it, way it is but like they're in the they're in the ethical first round right the men's side is as is the the women's uh, team in their first cup round and only the men can actually take actually have their for Cup first round match the women yeah. have been told no you can't have it and yeah, th- are gonna not agree with this. No, and yeah. I, I, I might, sh- I, I might, shouldn't, but like, it's, it's a, su- it's a completely arbitrary, pointless reason. And I think it is genuinely done because the argument is, well, you've just had an FA Cup final. Like why do yeah. you doing another FA Cup? Like why isn't there a men's FA Cup? Come on, like what, what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a, it's such a pointless decision when it really doesn't need to be done. Now, okay. I get it. A lot of women like players are like, Part time and they're perhaps needed as key workers and whatever it is. Let the let the clubs deal with that problem. Okay, like some of the, yeah. some of the clubs will have you players and they'll be able to to coast along as best they can. And if a team can't field the players, that's fine. Postpone it until after the lockdown. Let the clubs decide that. Arbitrary yeah. deciding the FA Cup can't happen is not really shouldn't. Be, I know what it's the FA's call, but like, come on. The common sense should prevail here. Let them fucking play. Stop deciding um, yeah. what you want to do.
1: I I I had. Again, that was kind of swept under the radar. I was kind of... With the, the FA um, run a competition called the Conti Cup. Um, mm-hmm. Conti Cup is basically like the... the, the, the uh, Carabao Cabrera Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah, like that yeah. one. Um, it's just Conti, Continental Tires. Um, yeah, um, the way it works is that there's groups and uh, there's different scoring systems. So like, you can get a point for getting a draw Mm-hmm. and uh, and then another 3 points for winning on penalties and they go straight to penalties after 90 minutes. So it's an interesting format and I actually quite enjoy it as a format. Uh, I know Emma Hayes absolutely hates it, but um they're Chelsea are winning our group, but they're kind of divided locally. So you've got Spurs, yes. Chelsea, Arsenal, Reading in one group. You've got um like uh, another group were kind of similarly uh, locale teams. So like yeah. your Manchester's and your Northern teams and another group. Um, but yeah, um, the FA basically said, oh, we're going to promote this. This is a real competition. Like, this is a real thing. People want to win this. And then don't show it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the clubs, yeah. Like, show
0: them for free, I think, haven't they? Like, Because I, uh, I was able to watch the City game.
1: Yes, some of them are being streamed and they were selected by the FA to be allowed to be streamed, as far as I know. Um, Whereas some clubs have been told you can't stream it. Um, So Arsenal were told that no, uh, like Till Stillman went to the match and he wasn't able to film anything that was on the pitch. He was able to film himself, though. Um, um, But yeah, like we, anyway, we played um, against. uh, London City Lionesses and we mm-hmm. won 4-0 all four goals by the goat the Viv and we didn't get we didn't get to, to, we, didn't get to <laughs> we didn't get to witness like her eighth career hat trick for us because they Amazing. wouldn't show it we got to see the highlights reel of it but like you know I don't get this
0: I, I, I think Jürgen Klopp says it the best like he says the most weirdest thing about English football is that you're, you won't allow yourself to watch it like why what is the problem why can't you just it youtube twitch like there's so many options just fucking put it on a screen and people will watch it it's not fucking hard like i'm glad like we're not going to mention it tonight now but like the pay-per-view football has been scrapped and thankfully it ends like this weekend but christ like that's the that's the tip of the iceberg isn't it like you just want to make yourself suffer to watch this game why why would you do that it just makes no fucking sense Um, but yeah the FA have a lot to answer for that because they're just such a complacent bunch of fannies
1: Um, Um, so that's why I nominated them as my cod
0: indeed Neil you're currently being eaten alive by your baby yes do you have (laughs) but Um, uh, does that tie into your cod at all
2: after two of your really good journalistic investigative cods my one's just pure spy (laughs) 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 Football journalism, but I can't pick the same card twice in a row uh, because I read a rather disgusting article from Tony Cascarino.
1: Um,
2: oh, god! Yeah, who? He basically he referenced the Salah go down. He said that it was the same amount of contact that Sergio Aguero made with Shin Massey, Shin Massey's neck. Oh no!
0: Oh. 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 Yeah. Do you know Actually, no. Just nominate Tony Cascarino for that.
2: He actually wrote that in a nationally syndicated mainstream paper. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Um,
2: And he also referenced that, like, um, because Nobby Styles died this week. So um, he said that Mm. uh, the Salad go down as well showed that, you know, the game that Nobby Styles loved is dying just as much as he is. So, (gasps) yeah, I mean... Wow, he pulled that one out of the bag. Jesus uh,
1: Christ.
2: Yeah, so that deserved the cod, but I couldn't do it because I'd already picked him yesterday, um, last week. So my cod this week is Jose Mourinho. Comments after the bail winner kind of showed him to be an extraordinarily petty motherfucker. Stop to hear that.
0: I never saw him as petty.
2: Bale, the Bale goal was not only, obviously, it was scored by Bale, the, but it was set up by Sergio Rigulion, whom they also mm. got off Real Madrid, and his post-match comments where I'm going to go onto the Madrid website to see what they're saying. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, does this man have no loyalty? Like, he, he really does have absolutely not a fucking shred of any kind of loyalty. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not all four players not celebrating against former clubs and that type of shit. You know, mm. like, Aaron Ramsey would famously never celebrate any of the goals he scored against Cardiff City. Because yes. it was his boyhood club. And I'm like, all right, I'm fine, you know. Um, In fact, actually, funnily enough, this week now, Trent Alexander-Arnold played against his boyhood club. The yes, Scott oh, Walker Arnold. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going like, okay then, but like, fuck me, don't put the boot in afterwards. Like, just reference that, yeah, it was lucky that you were able to get two good players that normally you wouldn't be able to get off Real Madrid. Don't turn around and go, oh, look, I'm going to see what they're saying because they're so fucking shit, uh, you know? <laughs> like, everybody knows that are fucking clown car, Um, but... uh. I did sticking the boot in afterwards and it kind of references what was that the thing he held up to, like, the like the the number three the three fingers to was it Chelsea fans or something like that or Manchester United fans referencing the three titles he won there and one of those titles was the community fucking shield
0: yeah, oh, it was, uh, yeah. Chelsea yeah Chelsea yeah, fans he's yeah, doing yeah. this when he was United when he was United manager that's what it was so,
2: yeah, so I, I just, yeah I saw this and then obviously he's like oh you know People were referencing diving. they were referencing the cane thing, and he was like, "Well, every other player goes down when people blow on them." I was like, "Yeah, but they're not Is taking it? out other <laughs> fucking players in the air. Like, what are you doing?" So yeah, I just, I just, I really saw that post match. Like, I obviously I don't like the guy. I just don't like him. I generally oh, thought no. good for football, but that post match. Yeah, I know. I know. I know I yeah,
0: you yeah. yeah. better know. now. No, talk stop
2: talking. About- I'll stop talking, Bob. Gonna... I have to finish the bit. Will you stop? Um, yeah, he just that just reviewed him to be an extraordinarily petty man. And I was yes. going, dude, you're a multimillionaire. Why Why? Like, I would have thought the whole purpose of being that famous and powerful and rich is that you don't have to resort to shit like that. I
1: know, I know, I know. He's a horrible person, Aaron. I agree.
2: Yes.
0: Look, look at what he's doing. Look.
1: No, look at no. Oh, oh, don't do oh, that, oh, Jose. Don't make her cry. Jose
0: Mourinho makes babies cry, guys. It's confirmed. Jose
1: Mourinho makes
0: babies cry. Yes. Yes. I, if anything, that should be the title of the video. Well, then.
1: <laughs> so- yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I, I second that.
0: <laughs> yes, so um, so yeah, we have a, a pretty interesting class of cards here, lads. Um, oh, well, I'm gonna God. lie, I really want to go with Tony Cascarino. but that guy's a cunt.
2: I'm gonna have to mute now, so I'll go with the FA. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, I um, really want to go with
0: Cascarino, I'm not gonna lie, like that's that's yeah. that, that's my pick.
1: <laughs> Jose Mourinho, like, um, uh, he put up an Instagram there of him eating some sort of weird food. Um, yeah. after the match and it was just like um, it's like he's obviously gotten someone to t- take the phone this would be a great photo this would be a great photo yeah, you take this and I'm going to look pissed off and uh, it's, it's just like oh he's just wrecking my head but I'm going to go with the um, unusual dodgy dealings derby
0: ooh dodgy county okay that's interesting we have a three way tie lads
1: ooh. we have a three way tie
0: that's good I-,
1: I think Aaron's vote goes for Mourinho though
0: yeah, so we're kinda of like we, we got a four-way tie then in that case. Yeah. <laughs> An yeah. unprecedented four-way tie. <laughs> well, well 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 done folks. So this podcast isn't unique. We've officially broken mats. That's great. <laughs> Four does not go into three. Um so anyway, yes, so that's uh we'll leave it there. Like we have a
1: we have a four-way oh, tie. I just I said I I said I'd mention this. Um can I just have a shout out. We mentioned the uh, FA Cup for the women's. Oh, yes, please Um One of the things about uh, women's football is that constantly they're being told to go back into the kitchen and they're told that the goalkeeping standard is so shit it lets the game down. But I'm sorry, watch the highlights of that match, the FA Cup final, because you're going to see fantastic shots on target being saved by phenomenal keepers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sandy McIver should be England number one. She made an absolute point blank, I don't even know how her hand kept that ball out, there was like a bullet header from Steph Houghton that she yes. managed to get a hand to and it still like the physics of it still baffles me but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was really, really interesting match, really, really head-to-head City at no point looked like they were going to steam ahead I know the eventual scoreline was 3-1 um, but those last two goals came in the last 10 minutes of extra time, so mm-hmm. yeah um. Yeah, I just wanted to give a point out there that even though Arsenal didn't win it, um, it was a really good final. And yeah. um I want to give it a shout out.
0: No, I think it's a fair shout out, because I think like I think that's those everyone's general takeaway from that match was that it was a fantastic advertisement for women's football. Like, cause you had like a great story going in. You had this kind of like superstars of Man City with their American kind of like reinforcements, and then suddenly Everton with this like Let's say, like, except for a Galvan, like a relatively homegrown team, you know, like with, with like domestic players and players that kind of like shrewdly bought in, like so. In a way, like it's it's a great advertisement from that sense where they they've they've actively you got two teams who are actually working towards the same goal, which is to to kind of like control women's football, but like two like very different ways. And you have to say Everton are kind of the more honest in that too. And that kind of hurts to say, to be fair. But yeah, yeah. like, it's. <laughs> i we'll probably do a more comprehensive uh, women's review uh, next week. Um, but yeah, like certainly the FA Cup uh, final, um, sorry, very uh, prolonged FA Cup final uh, from last year was a, was definitely a great watch. And uh, if you want to get more into women's football, that is the place to start, I think. That is uh, hopefully gained a few more fans yeah. in that sense. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, lads, we'll leave it there. Um, it's been a packed show. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week to uh, give our thoughts before the second Interlull, which, as we understand, is far oh. worse than the first Interlull. Yeah, um, yeah unfortunately. But uh, yeah, we'll be here regardless. So. Four matches. Yes, more matches, more tedium, and more Ryan gigs being a cunt. Tune in next week oh. to
1: find out. Oh, yeah, how did that not make it into the cod list? Oh, my God, All it's been of- a shite week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll leave it there for a minute, lads. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you can, please do follow us on uh, Spotify for our... Uh, future episodes and perhaps you are um, subscribed to our YouTube account if you haven't already please do you'll find all of our playthroughs there at the moment at the moment we're finishing off Simpsons Hit and Run which has been great crack Uh, next week we'll have some uh, Ace Attorney if you're into some uh, Japanese uh, over the top legal dramas Uh, but until then guys uh, and of course people eating
1: food and making disgusting faces (laughs) while eating (laughs) food for an oddly format
0: Yes, of course. You suffer for your art here uh, on Monday Madness. But, uh, but yeah, please do give us a, give us a like and follow on uh, Twitter if you can. Uh, keep track of everything that we're doing from podcasts, pages, and towards streams. But until then, guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I've been Jonathan. that's in been that's That's been Neil. Uh, been eaten live by his own child. Um, we'll see you next time. Because that was a like Bye. The Bye.
1: <laughs>